Ah, uh, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> this is the second show we've had to do a little, okay. a little introduction like this. Welcome to the show. Um, you will notice you're going to have subpar audio for like 35, 40 minutes, the, the, the beginning of this show. Uh, something happened, we started recording and um, the record button hadn't been pushed. Or or we'd knocked it off. Or we'd or knocked it or something. Anyway, the first half of the, the like first half hour, the forty first minutes of the show. Hour, so yeah. Um, we we luckily <laughs> we've got the backup of the camera rolling because that means we've got the um uh, we had the backup from the from the the camera up there. But unfortunately, as I said, the audio is a bit subpar from that. I do have to apologise. Hopefully, you can get through the first half of the show. I could not be fucked going back and recording the whole thing again. I know that's probably the professional thing to do, but I can't be bothered. So uh, you're going to have to stick with that first 30, 40 minutes of subpar audio, um, and then and then you'll get to the good stuff. And it's so, never as good when you go back and redo it. No, I know. So uh, <laughs> just enjoy the show, and um, yeah, thanks, uh, thanks for joining us. We are human. Yeah, well. Sort of. <laughs> Don't touch that. Right. Okay. Okay. Just enjoy it. <laughs> Hello everybody! Welcome to the Dave Lee Down Under Podcast. I'm of course your host, Dave Lee, and this is episode number 50! Um, I don't remember what it is. No, uh, you didn't look it up. I'm no, I didn't. Is it just me or is it much louder than normal today? Maybe it's, it's just, just my just headphones. Your, maybe you cleaned your ears out or something. Maybe. Things are very, very loud to me, but I don't want to play around with all this. Oh, there we go. My headphones are just are really loud. It's like blowing my ears out. Yeah, yeah. That was oh, my yeah. way of giving you a little time to look up your... Uh... Oh, <laughs> it was. It was very loud, though. Yeah. It was very loud. No, mine was a little bit loud, but it's all right now. Anyway, welcome to the show. This is episode 50. It's a bit of a celebration. I don't know if I have my... Applause sound effect anymore. There he is. 50 shows! Half a century! 50! <laughs> that is the worst. They get worse every week. Nah, the two weeks ago that was worse. What was that? Four dozen! Oh yeah. What do you have? I think you had one last week which was really shit. Um, what was last week's one? Oh yeah, PC. Oh yeah, if you go on the Wikipedia listing, it actually gives you... it. it Describes what each one means. Oh, and PC, PC apparently, uh, PC forty nine is some radio show in Britain or something, or was some radio drama. PC forty nine, and there's apparently like a tagline from it. So when they read out PC forty nine, everyone yells out the tagline for the show. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> a bit obscure. Yeah. Is that American or... No, that's the British one. Did you wake up the British one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you can join us every single Monday here on the podcast. Uh, It goes out on all the major podcasting platforms and all the small ones as well, but it it goes out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music and Audible. 
the visual element is also available to you on YouTube. Uh, that's on the secondary channel, so if you're watching it, you're there, hit subscribe. We've almost got the watch hours up. Ooh, have we? We only need like a couple of hundred watch hours left, which is Ooh. easy. But the subs gotta get up at like another 250 subs or something. Uh, okay. so, so what are the subs up to? Like 725 or 750 or something. Okay. So yeah. Another way to go. So hit the hit the subscribe button guys, do it! And if you Please, haven't, just, them up. if you're not watching there and you're listening, head over there and do us a solid and hit that hit that old subscribe button right there. Uh, you can find me on YouTube, the regular channels, Dave Lee Down Under. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd. There's links in the description of every single podcast. If you want to write on the show, you can shoot an email at DaveLeePod at gmail.com. If you listen to the podcast platforms, you can uh, leave a, a legal review and a rating. Don't like bad ones, though. Not the bad ones. We're lucky we haven't had too many bad ones. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> give, a good, give a good rating but you give us a shit I think we've only had what must be one less than like 5 star rating because the rating comes up as like 4.9 depending what platform you look at it on oh okay if you look at it on Apple it's still a 5 so mm. there you go did you get uh, one more rating coming this week a little review did we? yes one coming in from DO300 who I believe may have also just signed up to the patron so I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Nice. Um, he, uh, they say I'm finally up to date with the podcast, and I can confidently say this is my favourite podcast to listen to. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I love listening to Dave and old mate Rick discussing films. Mustn't have much in his life. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we appreciate that. Thank you we so much. We um, well, had a couple of uh, comments as well on on the YouTube channel. Uh, it's Raven. Said, for the longest time, I knew of you as the dude with the massive Blu-ray collection, but since tuning into your podcast, I've come to appreciate you as a genuine entertainer. Oh. There you go. Again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alan Driver, our pal Alan, who writes into the, into the show quite yep. often. Yeah. Um, he says, um, just finished this week's podcast episode. <laughs> And you and Rick are like the Frasers of film. Oh, is it good or bad? <laughs> I don't know. Well, we were talking about it last week. He's the one who wrote in last week and asked uh, for tips on how to cure uh, the, the depression when you're oh, depressed. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. film-wise and stuff, what would you recommend, whatever. Um, and I think we mentioned something about not being... We're not here to dole out the Frasier advice, the Frasier-like yeah, advice. Right. Not like, like, also, I think he's oh, saying okay, yeah, yeah. like the Frasier's of film. It's always a pleasant listening experience. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. appreciate that. Thanks, everyone, who always send lovely things. Uh, we always like to read them out because we like to fluff ourselves up a little bit. Makes an old man feel better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, I crossed... We're not only celebrating 50 shows today. Oh, celebrating shitloads today. Yeah. Finishing off season... Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Firstly, 50 shows. Crossed 100k on, on uh, YouTube. Give me this little thing again. Give yourself a little applause. Is that one else for? Anyway, I know. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's enough. Cut it out. Yeah, 100,000 subs. Nice translating the shitloads of money. But, yeah, know. it would be really nice, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool little milestone. Yeah, it is good. Um, I don't know what happens next. Apparently... YouTube. Apparently, I get a plaque. I don't know. YouTube has to play your play um, button. My play button thing. YouTube has to uh, review manually review every channel. Apparently, they cross a hundred thousand before they offer it to you. Uh, so some channels like 
alt-right channels, all those kinds of things, they yeah. won't offer a plaque to. Or people who are, you know, causing controversy, saying stupid uh -huh. shit, or this kind of stuff. One of the stipulations is your content can't be, like, predominantly copyright material. Oh, <laughs> so I'm a little bit worried, because <laughs> the majority of myself is using copyright material. It's all fair use. It's and all I, fair use. And so I know other not... people in, in my realm who have got theirs, so I don't yeah, think that'll be an issue. Because if it was all copyright, you'd be having copyright slang yeah, exactly. on the front and centre. Yeah, but... and you're not allowed to have a copyright strike, I think, on your channel at the, t at the time. Are we free of that? Well, well we... <laughs> I had one strike, that was ages ago. It's long gone, so I'm hoping that doesn't play into it. Oh, but, um, apparently, I've got to wait for them to email me and offer it to me. It could take like three weeks, apparently. No, some can. people are saying. So no, we'll see what happens. Keep an eye on it. Let's see what happens. If, if they, not, if they don't, we'll track them down. Yeah, we'll pester them. <laughs> Where's my play button? Where's my play button? Um, no, 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 that'll no. take about six months to get here. Yeah, apparently it takes ages. Ah, uh, well, it is what it is. Yep, I'm exactly happy right. to. That's not what it's all about. A nice little plaque is nice little. Pat on the back. Recognition. Real recognition. What, five years' work? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, I, yeah, I appreciate, of course, everyone who has subscribed over the years and watched and liked and all that shit. It mm. means a lot. And it's weird because you'd think you'd be very happy. Well, obviously, I'm very happy you get 100,000. You'd think you'd be like, yeah, oh, it's the best. But I'm just like, I want more. <laughs> <laughs> what, more work? No. <laughs> Less work. <laughs> More subs. <laughs> no, I appreciate it all. It's a weird. It is a weird thing because you do you do start getting that. Um, uh, what is it like? Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, I got no idea. Um, uh, I never think of what's coming out of you. Perception is like the word that I'm thinking, but it's not. Maybe. Maybe it is. Perspective. Perspective. You get that perspective where you hit a hundred thousand. You're like, well, when you're on like. 100 subs, you're like, oh, 100,000 would be great. You get to 100,000, you're like, well, it's not... It's, once you start understanding how everything, like the YouTube algorithms and everything's working, yeah. and you're on 100,000, you're still grinding and you're still struggling yeah. in some aspects, you're like, maybe this isn't as, as you know, big yeah, as yeah, you, yeah. you thought. And then you see guys with like a million subs, and you're like, still so far away. <laughs> so it is still a very small uh, little stepping stone. But we'll, uh, it's, a good, it's a good number, though. According to the analytics, we'll cross a million. Uh, if I keep going at the rate I am at the moment, we'll hit a million in four years. Whoa. Good luck. But it's a nice 10 year plan, isn't it, from the beginning? Yeah. A million yeah, subs in true. 10 years. Well, Not bad. We know of a couple that took that long. Yeah. 10 years. Some eight to two years. Some less. take more, less. Yeah. <laughs> well, some reason they just spike and away they go. But anyway, I'm happy. I'm very happy to be at a hundred thousand. It's very cool. Um, but there's a long way to go. And I'm nice if the algorithm and stuff opens up after a hundred k. Yeah, I don't think it works that way. No, it would be nice if it did though. It would be nice as a you know a recognition from. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows how it all works? But Not anyway, true. it's a good place to be. I'm very appreciative, of course, of everyone who has joined me along the way and is still here and all that shit. And uh, now we go on the show. Do anything planned to celebrate it? Well, I'm going to do like a live stream. Yeah. I was going to do it this weekend, but then I thought, can't be bothered. So maybe next weekend. Great <laughs> <laughs> final next weekend. Oh, shit. Um, I don't know. Well, I'll figure it out. I'm going to do a live stream over the next... It'll be by the end of the month, maybe. The beginning of next month. Yeah, I'll sort cool. it out. I want to do it. I want to do it. Yeah. It'll be like probably... Uh, well, my peak time seems to be between midnight and mid-afternoon here, so like between 12 and 12, 
So I think it's probably going to be like, I'll probably do it like 9am Australia, which is like, it could be like, a six, I don't know. No, I'll probably do a bit later, like maybe 11pm, which would mean it's probably like 6pm, 8pm, sorry, 11am for us. And then it'll be like 6, 7, 8ish overseas in oh, America. Okay. So if we were and it'll be like an evening. Be about 11. Yeah, it'll be like late night. But I feel like that's kind of, it's a time I haven't tried yet on the live streams. It might be a good. Oh, okay. Yeah. We'll try anyway. Yeah. I think I, th- I feel like it kind of it'll, it'll be a weekend, probably like a Sunday morning for us, or a, it'll give, yeah. the, give the Aussies time to get up and have breakfast and yeah, exactly. settle in and yeah, join us. Yeah, we'll try. Join it. you. We'll try. It. Yeah, yeah, we'll try it. We'll try it. We'll try it. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's pretty cool. And um, yeah, excited, excited for more work. Hmm. Mm. Um, update on the packages. We we're hoping that we would celebrate the arrival of my uh, cool. parcel that's been uh, back and forth. Here to America and back and back to America and back and it's been stuck in customs for ages. It still hasn't moved. It's still sitting there. Postal system ping pong. Yeah, it's awful. Postal system is absolutely jammed. I'm starting to question whether it is even there. I got back in touch. Obviously, last week I, I reached out to Oz Post. I was like, what's going on? They're like, oh, yeah, we see it's in a container just waiting to clear customs. And then once it's cleared customs, we'll have it. Um, and I said last week, I was like, every time you get that kind of, oh, your parcel's waiting in a container to go out, it's a little, little bit of a red flag. Yeah. Um, there was one item I ordered over when I was overseas. We ordered um, Alicia's parents a television on Amazon. And uh, it was, I can't remember the courier. It was a really shitty courier that was supposed to be delivering it. And it I sat... Using a really dodgy courier. It's like a really dodgy one, yeah. And it sat, it sat in a container on a truck... At their warehouse for about three weeks, and this was the official story. I kept calling, what the hell's going on with the TV? We've ordered this on Prime. It's supposed to be Express. Where's the television? And it's one of those one of those companies where you, they, it's really hard to get onto them. You can't call them. You can't yeah. email them. But once you finally get through them, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's, on the, it's, on, it's in the warehouse, on the truck, waiting to go out. And after three weeks, they were finally like, oh, yeah, we don't know what's happened. With this fucking 75-inch television that's supposedly <laughs> sitting on a truck in a warehouse waiting to go out for three weeks. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, every, every time I've had that, oh, it's, oh, it's just it's just sitting there waiting to clear. It's a bit, hmm. Uh, so, anyway, I, I reached out to him again yesterday. It's about my... What we should do, it's all right. We should, do, we should get a little, a little red flag. Yeah, a red flag. Well, the people listening. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I can hear a flat... Yeah. We'll Sorry, John. Anyway, <laughs> you know um, I don't know what my story was now. I called him again, yep. I suppose. Of course, last week, that was the story I got about my parcel. Wayne Clear Customs. This week, I got on. They were like, oh, I see that it hasn't even come into the country yet. I was like, are you sure about that? Because I've been through this and I've been told it's there waiting. Oh, let me just reset the system. I've been a bit glitchy. And they come back. They're like, oh, yes, I see that it is waiting to clear customs and we have no control over that. Did, did you tell that operator that that's what you'd been told initially? Yeah. <laughs> so it's not there. And they're just going, oh, oh yeah, no, yeah, that's where no, it is. No, 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 I didn't tell them that. I told, I told them, I was told by someone last week that it's waiting to clear customs. What's going on? And then they said... Oh, I have no information that it's even in the country or has ever been in the country. And then I said, well, actually, because my tracking says it's in Sydney waiting to clear customs. Let me reset the system. Oh, yeah, I see that it is in Sydney waiting to clear customs. So I don't know what's going on. Uh, It's a bit annoying. It's a parcel again. Uh, Good friend of the podcast. A good guy, Derek. He's got me some stuff through the Disney Movie Club over in America. Paying like 200 bucks Australian for these discs. 
and and if they disappear I'm just going to have to fucking pay 200 bucks for them again which is a bit annoying but anyway so anyway that's what's going on there but I did have what was the other one oh you were talking about my JB Hi-Fi parcel last week I placed two orders on JB Hi-Fi express shipping because over $100 in Victoria they sending express shipping at the moment because of the lockdown first order arrived within 24 hours very next morning second order went processing and then just never got picked up I finally got onto them last week. I was like, what's going on? Uh, the courier was like, we have no information about the parcel ever being picked up. JB Hi-Fi is like, well, actually, we have information about the parcel being picked up. Um, we'll look into this. They did like this whole, they opened like an investigation. I finally came back this week. They're like, oh, you were going to have to declare the package as lost in transit. Oh, um, and now they've asked, what, would you like a refund or a replacement order? I said, replacement order, please. And I haven't heard back in about three days, so I don't know what's going on. Unbelievable. So everything's up in the air at the moment. So hopefully we'll have an update for both of those parcels next week. Hey, before we go on, it's a very happy show, very lively show, but occasionally it does come down a little bit. Uh, we've had some sad news coming this week. Uh, Norm MacDonald passed away. Yeah, pretty sad. Yeah. Norm. That's one that great. Uh, hit me a little bit because I lo- I've, I've loved Norm's stuff. Since I was a kid. Mm. Um, he was, of course, in Billy Madison. That was his first feature film oh, really? that he did, yeah. Didn't realise it. Um, and uh, he's so great in that. And I've just grown up with his... He's just one of those guys that's just in stuff. Yeah. He just pops up in yep. stuff and does some great stuff. Of course, he hosted, like... He's done The Norm Show, which is a great sitcom. That was a great show. Around for a little while. He's done various, um, like, panel shows. He was on Saturday Night Live in the 90s. He was really great on that. Um, family Guy, he did the voice of Death. I can't remember if he was the first voice oh, or the man. second one. I think because um, Adam Carolla did the voice as well. Oh, and I can't remember who was first. One of them took over. I think Adam Carolla may have been first and Norm took over. Um, and he and Norm was also in The Orville, which is, we haven't watched it yet, but it's Seth uh, MacFarlane's like, um, uh, Star Trek spoof series. Yeah. It's like a sci-fi spoof series. It can't have been too old either. Uh, 61. 61. Yeah. So, a couple of years on me, but not yeah, me. Surprised, <laughs> surprised that he was older than you, actually. But, um, yeah, but his stuff is always great. I've loved him, and he's just always been in stuff that I've watched growing up. And uh, mm. a great comedian, very black, dark comedy. Yeah. Um, uh, he's just a uh, just a great guy that you just he pops up and you're like ah oh, Norm yeah, yes Norm exactly right. uh, so it's gonna be sad to just see it, not have him pop up in stuff anymore. Mm. There you go. So no, he's fantastic. Just love watching Norm. Had to spotlight on that and uh, very sad loss. Apparently he'd been battling cancer privately for about ten years, nine years or something. Yeah, I heard I heard about that years ago. That he, no, that I, he had no cancer. I don't think it was. I don't think he ever made it public. It was oh, a private. No, no apparently well, all the news that came out was that it was this private battle. I'm pretty sure there was, a, there was, there was something, something was on about three or four years ago mm. where they mentioned it. Mm. Um, I'll double check on that, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. But I'm pretty, I'm, I'm, I can't remember who it was with either. Um, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, sad, Bill, uh, sad, sad to see him Well, go. this is a Hollywood Reporter thing. Bill Maher. Yeah. commended Norm Macdonald for keeping his, his battle with cancer private with the news only revealed after the comic actor died. Oh, really? No. Yeah. I thought yeah. I heard about it 
a few years back. No, no, no. There you go. Probably anyway. somebody else I'm thinking of. Probably. Anyway, uh, there you go. Oh, actually, talking about cancer-related things. Um, <laughs> no, no. Um, uh, Jeff Bridges has had this battle with cancer over the last couple of mm. years. Um, he's apparently all clear now. And oh, really? he's in remission, and he's ready to get back to work. That was another oh, story that came stuff. out this week. So it's a little bit of a, nice. kind of a lighter side. Um, it's good when, they're good when you know, yeah. people can sort of overcome yeah. that sort of thing. But it'd be hard to live with that yeah. for the rest of your life, having that hanging over your head. Yeah, and, no. yeah, we'll come back. You know, but of course anyway, we know a few people that have touch wood. Yeah, exactly right. You know, been in and out. Some very close family and friends. Yeah, um, but yeah. So Jeff Bridges, that's the upside. And he's ready to get back to work. He says he's feeling good and mm. ready to go. So it's touch wood for him. He wasn't looking well for a while then. No. He wasn't no, looking well at all, was he? No. But there you go. Good on him. No, good stuff. Um, and, um, yeah, all the best to, not that they're listening, but Norm's Norm's family. family and Hope they're uh, coping and all doing that. well. And uh, all these fans, of course. Uh, there you go. So with that, let's get into the lighter part of the show, which is going to kick off with... What a picture. Good, good picture. Yeah. That is so much fun. What we've so been watching. much fun. Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. It's going to have some fun. Talk about some movies we watched uh, recently. Catalogs. Start with these ones. Uh, we both watched The Big Steel, which is a Aussie film from the early 90s. Oh, yeah, that's right. Starring Ben Mendelsohn. I love Ben. Um, who... He's one of my favourite Aussie actors, Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah, he's great. He's hit it huge in America recently, mm. probably in the last decade. Yeah. Off the back of that um, animal... Animal, uh, animal House? Animal no, Kingdom. Animal Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. Animal House. Toga! 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 Wrong one. No, Animal Kingdom. I remember, yeah. I remember going to a toga party years oh, ago. No. <laughs> um, and it was held... Next door, oh, right. yeah, <laughs> and uh, people were sort of you know walking around with yeah. their togas on and just yelling toga, toga all night. It was as a debaucherous night. That's your wood. Um, so yeah, we watched a big steer. It's got Ben Mendelsohn, who you would recognise um, if you don't know him by name. He was um, Krennic in um, Rogue One, Star so Wars Rogue One. Uh, he had like a bit part in one of the Batman films. Uh, we'll talk about him a bit later. He did a series on HBO called uh, The Outsider. He's done heaps of stuff in Hollywood at the moment. Uh, but he's great. This is like his fir- one of his first films. Also has Claudia Carvin, a great Australian actress, um, and Steve Bisley, yeah. one of my favourite um, yeah. Aussie performers as well. Frankie J. Holden was in there too. <laughs> just a little part. Uh, but this is great. It's one of my favourite Australian movies ever. It's a great little comedy movie. Umbrella has just released it on Blu-ray. It looks gorgeous. The new mm. transfer is stunning. It's such a good movie. It holds up. Holds it's up really well. It's in that well. same sort of category as Malcolm for me. Yeah, well, it's the same filmmakers. No, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, but no, it's that same sort of, that same time yeah, yeah. around, what was it, 80... Early 90s, well, Malcolm was late 80s, early 90s, yeah. big steal, yeah. Late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, yeah. so it's that little Great quirky stuff. Aussie... Yeah. Aussie, what would you... They're comedies, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, it's a comedy. Um, but they're just really nice, light-hearted... Yeah. Fun little films to mm. watch. So yeah, love that. Really good to revisit that. It's been a long time. <gasps> Pardon me. <laughs> it's been a long time since I since I checked that one out. I also checked out one called The Straight Story this week, which is really great. Uh, this is a David Lynch movie. Um, he's oh, called it like that his. Was good. Uh, hey, David Lynch has done a lot. Of, actually, to be honest, I think I've enjoyed everything I've watched of David Lynch, Lynch's stuff, except maybe a Razorhead. Um, oh, yeah. The M- uh, the Elephant Man was David Lynch. Terrific movie. Great film. 
Um, Mulholland Drive, Blue Velvet, a Razorhead. Michael loves it. Family yep. friend, I can't stand it. Uh, but yeah, he's done some great <laughs> stuff. And this one's called The Straight Story. He calls it like his um, most experimental film. I think, I think in that in that regard, he means it's like his most kind of mainstream sort of thing. Yeah, that's his story about this guy. A true story about this um, guy who journeys across across the country to reconnect with his brother, but he drives there on a little tractor. <laughs> oh, sorry, no, no, not a tractor, a, um, a, a lawnmower. Lawnmower. Yeah. yeah. And hitches his, like, um, uh, hitches, like, a little caravan thing at the back, like a little trailer with stuff. Um, the, the main actor, whose name escapes me at the moment... Richard um, Farnsworth. Richard Farnsworth. Terrific in it. Terrific in it. Um, and he was... Uh, he was suffering cancer at the time, too, or some illness at the time of the film... And um, powered through it, suffered through the illness while he was making the movie because he really wanted to pay tribute to this guy mm. who had done this big feat, and he he uh, committed suicide the next year. Did he really? Yeah, yeah. Very but sad. The actor, yeah, yeah, the actor did. Yeah, apparently, I think his legs were. I think he paralyzed. His legs ended up paralyzed. Um, something he just he was suffering quite badly, oh, and it's kind of worked into the movie as well. Um, but yeah, about the following year, uh, yeah, unfortunately. It's also got Sissy Spacek in there, who's who's always wonderful. And yeah, very good movie, very touching, uh, sort of life-affirming film. And um, I would recommend it. That's out from Imprint as well at the mm. moment from Vivision's Imprint range. I just put that on Blu-ray. Great movie. Um, also from Imprint, I checked out Double Jeopardy. This is Tommy Lee Jones and... Um, um, Ash, Ashley Judd, yeah, another great um, actress from the from the nineties. I thought it was fun. I love these nineties thrillers. I mean, it's not it's not the best movie ever, but um, but it's fun and it's got little twists and turns. It's a bit suspenseful, and yeah, I liked it. It was it was okay. It's all right. It's a nineties thriller. Yeah, it's exactly. Not the best. Right. No, Ashley Judd. Geez, this is a really sad show today. But Ashley Judd had a massive accident early this year or late last year. Um, mm, she was like trekking um, somewhere overseas, Africa or something, I believe. She's been doing some humanitarian work and fell into some sort of hole or something. Some massive horrific trip. And she broke her leg in like eight places, um, broke tendons and nerves and everything. Oh. And she's, yeah, um, it's terrible, terrible. It's the first oh. I'd heard about it because I was thinking, well, what she's up to these days? I haven't seen her do much. Um, and yeah, that's quite sad to discover that because she is wonderful. She's a lot of really fun movies in the 90s and whatever. But hey, there you go. Um, I enjoyed that. That was fun. Another one I watched, didn't really like this one too much, Days of Heaven. This is directed by Terence Malick, who's your favourite director. He directed your favourite film, um, The Tree of Life. <sighs> He's done some alright stuff, like The um, the Thin Red Line was was a, day, uh, was a, uh, was a Malick film. Um, that was a good film, I enjoyed that. This one I didn't have, uh, it like shot gorgeously, beautifully, but it was just, uh, I just found it a little bit dull. People love it though. It's got a 7.8 rating yeah. on IMDb. It's one of those ones people love and have been waiting for to come out on Blu-ray for a long time. Uh, Richard Gere, one of his very first roles, if not his first role, uh, very good in that. Sam Shepard, um, a few others are in there too. Um, it's all right. Check it out if you're into that Terrence Malick kind of stuff. But not otherwise... too many Richard Gere films I really dig, I don't think. He plays some pretty insipid sort of roles, doesn't he? 
nothing really comes to my head. Pretty Woman is yeah, alright. It's about really it. Um, gig what's the Gigolo? American Gigolo is good. American Gigolo is good, yeah. Um, didn't, you, didn't you do it? Did you that did nine? No, that was um, nine and a half weeks. That was um, six nine? Hugh Grant. No, 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 no. Nine no. and a half weeks. Can't remember that one. Nine and a half weeks. Um, oh, I can't I'm sure I can't that was Hugh Grant. Nine and a half weeks. No, there was a. you got IMDb open right there. You can just do a little search. Yeah, I can. I'll just check You like the challenge, else. do you? Nine and a half weeks, Mickey Rourke. Mickey Kim Rourke, Bassinger. that's the one, yeah. Yeah, right. There was, there was like a rom-com that was like something like weeks. That was like Hugh Grant or... Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, 28 Days, there was one with uh, Sa um, Sandra Bullock, I think. Uh, anyway, Richard Gere was also in Chicago, which I really liked. Which was quite good. Um, but I, I, wasn't like, yeah. I wasn't a big fan of Chicago. I liked it's it. It's a musical, but, you know. Yeah, but it's fun. Anyway... Mm. That was okay. Check it out if you like that kind of thing. Um, ooh, First yeah. night. First was night. Okay. I can't even remember that. What was that, that was... one? Oh yeah, yeah, I watched that not long ago. The Arthur the King Arthur, Arthur, yeah, with Sean Connery in there yeah. for like one minute, and he's on the poster. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Primal Fear was okay. Oh yeah, it's good. No Mercy. Yeah. Cotton Club. Oh yeah, sorry. It's done some good stuff, but nothing that's really overly over. memorable. You know. Yeah, I think Pretty Woman's probably his most memorable role. Mm. If you were to think of him, you'd An think... An Officer and Gentleman. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah I watched that last year, too. Or this year. Back. Really good. I'll take it back. He's done some He's done some really good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, other than that, we watched um, As Good As It Gets. This one's also been released from imprint. As you can tell, I'm going through all the stuff that my... Uh, I'm in that period where I'm going through all the stuff that the, the, the distributors have been sending through. <laughs> um, oh, man, I loved it so much. That's such a good film. Oh. Been a long time since I saw it, so I didn't remember much of it, but it's so good. Yeah, Jack Nicholson is my favourite, probably. I think if I have to pick, like, top five actors, Jack Nicholson is in there That's right, for yeah. me. Yeah, same. Um, he's just... And he's so good in that film. It's, yeah, like, yeah. one of his best roles ever. Um, the greatest thing about it. him is that he can, is he can say something without saying nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, just yeah. his facial expressions, yeah. and he just... Very good. You know... True performer. You know... Lift a little eyebrow and yeah, opens the yeah, eyes yeah. or a little <laughs> smile or something and you, yeah, you can read exactly what he's thinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I loved it. It's, I, I think it's, um, it, it holds up very well as an enjoyable movie. It's a, bit, it's a bit dated now. There's some stuff in it you couldn't get away with now. Oh, no, that's right. Um, but it's uh, another one of those nice little kind of relics of its, of its era. Um, and again, as we always say, you've got to view these movies through the... Um, through, the, the through the goggles of the time that it was yeah, made. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but that's, that's so good. I really loved it. Helen Hunt, too. Wonderful. Um, oh, and Cuba Gooding Jr. And um, uh, what's his name? Um, Greg... Greg Grenier. Um, just a really great cast. Yeah. I hate some other people. Jamie Kennedy pops up for a little bit. That's right. Um, yeah, that, that was a real yeah. surprise, that. Oh, shit. Jamie Kennedy. Um... <laughs> So funny, but yeah, great movie. Love that one so much. If you can get your hands on that, through uh, it's like a comedy, comedy drama, drama comedy. Mm. Um, I feel like I talk about all these movies that that I feel like everyone should know about, but then hardly anyone does know drama, about drama, comedy, rom coms. Sort of yeah, great, yeah. Oh, so good. Um, another one I watched. You caught the back end of this one. It's called The Chase. Uh, Robert Redford. Well, oh, yeah. Actually, Marlon Brando is the lead. Robert Redford is is billed like second or third, but and he's in it for about fifteen minutes. Jane Fonda, uh, huge cast of people. I really loved it. I thought it was so good. This is one I've owned on DVD. 
I owned it on Blu-ray and then I've owned it on Blu-ray again because Umbrella sent it across because mm-hmm. I just released it on Blu-ray. I had the older um, indicator release that I imported from the UK a number of years ago. Uh, but now finally got around to watching it because I had the excuse to watch yeah. it. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, Marlon Brando's fucking incredible in that. I think it's probably my favourite role of his next to A Streetcar Named Desire. Mm. Um, he's just terrific. Like, peak of his peak of his um, stardom, just kind of, oh, she's so good. I didn't realise Angie Dickinson was in there. Yeah, she's like in the whole thing. You must yeah. be paying much attention. No, I just, just didn't recognise her. <laughs> Yeah, she was his, like, she was with Marla Brando most of the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, e. G. Marshall is in it, and uh, a lot of other people that you can put in the bingo card, people Dave Lee talking about. That, Robert Duvall. You know, oh, yeah, Duvall was in yeah. it, quite young. Um, yeah, very good. I enjoyed this. What was this? Early 70s, 66. late 60s. So it was, um, yeah. Yeah, 66. Because Brando and Duvall both would have went on to do The Godfather together, which was... A number of years mm. later, and it's funny watching that too, and having having done the studio tour at that morning. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and you can you can picture the, <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the court or the, the, the all, police station. Yeah, it's been used as a courthouse and been used as funniest, hospital. Funniest thing is that that courthouse area, that courtyard. Um, if you're not familiar with what we're talking about, think about the Muppets, the first Muppets movie. There's like a dance sequence yeah. to it. It's like whenever you see like a little mid middle America town in like a TV sitcom or one of these older movies or something it's always this same thing there's always like something which they either set up as like a um, a police office or um, not recording really? yeah none of it? no oh for fuck's sake alright it's pressed now yep it's, it's on now Apologies. Uh, that was the moment of the show where uh, I realised the uh, record audio board wasn't the audio board was not going. Um, but this is, so this is what I mean. You can still hit a hundred thousand subscribers and still be really fucking shit at your job half the time. Uh, so <laughs> I haven't done too bad. We only fucked two of them up. Well, this is the second show. I've known this whole time. I've been thinking one of these shows. You're not going to press one of these button. shows is going to, going to get halfway through and realize it's not recording. It's happened to be 50th show the, celebration. The fun, funny thing is, sometimes because the red button's on when we're recording, mm. and I see a green light and I think we're recording sometimes. Yeah, no, it's red. I keep forgetting that, but it's red. <laughs> so, anyway, we're back. You've got good audio now, uh, which is good. Uh, sounds much better, I know. Uh, but anyway, we'll get back into it. We were talking about the chase um, and that little um, – we noticed that they were using that um, out that sort of the, the backlight from Warner Brothers Studios. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I was yeah. about to tell a funny story. You notice a lot of the time in these movies they're using this, this little um, – uh, sort of mid-America sort of town setting setup that they've got going on in the back lot there. Um, and at the very end of it is like a – it's this big white building with these stairs and these kind of – what do you call Columns. Them? Columns. Um, they usually dress it up as like a courthouse or a police um, – Police office, station, police station or, yeah. uh, anything like that. Um, I was going to tell a funny story because when we were there – there's actually, you'll notice there's a big, anytime you see this on screen, the chase is an example. Rebel Without a Cause, the first scene, the police station is there as well. Numerous other movies. You'll notice there's a green light pole outside yep, it as yep. well. When we went, to, now this is the magic of movies. Uh, when we went there and we sat, I was like, I'm going to get a picture in front of this thing because it's so iconic. 
Um, I leant against the light pole and it went, woo, started shaking. I was like, oh, no, I've ruined it. Magic of movies. It's not even not even, not even in there properly. Deal. No. So they just move it around when they yeah. want to change position. Yeah. If it gets in the camera's way. Yeah. Oh, just move that, you know, three feet that way. <laughs> exactly. So no anyway, one will notice. So anyway, um, that's about it for catalogues. We watched one. We watched a movie last weekend called the, uh, called Hostiles. Yep. Um, Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was the lead in the, the lead female in that? Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, oh, I can't remember. It also had had a good cast. There it is, right there. Well, I don't want to say Rosamund Rosamund Pike, but I, I can't. I'm uh, not sure if it was. Was it Rosamund Pike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So I thought, yeah, uh, Sam Shepard. Yeah. Uh, a really great cast of of people in that. Um, it was good. I liked you say it. Sam Shepard. Yeah, Scott Shepard. Scott Shepard. <laughs> oh yeah, not Sam Shepard. No, Scott Shepard. No. Um, no good. Yeah, had a really good cast in there. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh, Jonathan Majors, who's awesome. And Bill Camp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really good. Yeah. A lot of uh, good uh, native actors as well. Yeah, yeah. Adam Beach. Yeah, who's in a lot of great stuff. He did, what was that uh, That war film? Wind Talkers. Um, Wind, that was is that a him? great yeah, yeah, film. Yeah. Great movie. Loved that film. I've watched that a long time. Anyway, um, this was this was a good movie. I thought it was a bit slow. I don't like. I don't mind a slow-burning Western, um, so I did enjoy it, but it wasn't uh, wasn't the great. Like, I didn't love it, but it was it. still good. So I, I, liked I fell asleep a bit. You fell asleep a bit. Yeah. Still kept up with the story though. It's very slow, very sleepy, mm. but it's um, it's okay, enjoyable, very yeah. enjoyable. What is it? Seven two. Yeah, not that that means much these days. No, well, as we've true. learned from yeah. uh, our little game that we'll be playing very soon. Yep. Um, let's talk about what we've been watching on television this week. Uh, Marvel's What If. This week's episode was What If Killmonger rescued Tony Stark, and we didn't watch it. No, we haven't watched it yet because no. we just. Just had no motivation to watch it this week. No, the last one was a bit shit too. Yeah, I'm a bit. I'm just not motivated to really watch it. No, no, it's not as good as I would hoped. I would. Think. No, the first few were first re- re- couple really were good. good, but the last couple haven't been the greatest. Yeah, it's just one of them. We'll watch it. We'll finish it's it. A bit thin. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's an interesting concept. Um, I. And I feel like it's probably going to all tie together at the end in, in some way. I don't know. Um, and I know that in some way it is going to have ramifications on the type of storytelling that, that, that Marvel can be doing in the live-action movie. So I know it's going to be an important piece, but it's just nothing that I'm just that motivated to watch straight yeah, up. So yeah. we'll get to it. No, we'll get through it. We'll get to it. Hopefully it's not going to be another Deadwood. <laughs> no, I don't think so. It can't be that bad. It can't be that bad. Um, we watched Ted Lasso, of course, as our favourite show of the week. We watch that every oh, single Monday. It. So at the time that this podcast is going out, we're probably watching the next episode of Ted Lasso. Yep. In fact, I'm usually posting that the podcast, I usually get the uh, the email that comes up, bloop, your podcast live yeah. while we're watching Ted Lasso. So there you go. What a, um, well, just not enough of it. No, I know. I could. Oh. I could. I could, you know, I could like make one every week of the year, I reckon. Yeah, well, I probably get could. sick of it. But yeah, that's what I mean. But it's um, good. It's love it. I love um, it. So anyway, we got a run. We got Derek wrote in this week. Um, and he said, "Hey Dave, any luck on the package movement since last week?" He asked me, "No, because the package that we were talking about before, Derek's yeah, yeah, the one who yeah. sent it out." Yeah. Yep. Um, but then he says, "Also wanted to say you guys suck." Yeah, well, um, we know that. Yeah, but he says. 
I'm now addicted to Ted Lasso on Apple <laughs> TV+. Plus. Ah, uh, sucker. So, I mean, every week there's someone yeah. new who goes, you know what, I'm going to give this show a go. It can't be as good as everyone says it is. And then, oh, fuck, this is the best thing ever. Yep. I love it. It is yep. just, I'm watching it this week it's thinking. It's a real gem. I was watching it this week thinking, I'm in this moment now, watching this episode of Ted Lasso for the first time. This is like the greatest you just know when there's just a show you're watching, like this is something that's really special. It's gonna, this is something that's gonna like live on for a long time. Yeah, oh, for sure. And I thought because I always think like all these sitcoms we I grew up with, all these like classic sitcoms, Frasier, Friends, Everybody Loves Raymond, The Office. You don't get stuff like that mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. And like for many years, I've been thinking like The Office is like that last. Like great really, sitcom, yeah, exactly. like classic, yep. and then you have something like Ted Lasso that comes on. And you're like, "Fuck, this is going to be like up there." In yeah, yeah, oh, without doubt. You kind of think there's, you, you kind of think there's no way you could ever make anything that's like as classic as the classic stuff. But there's always going to be something that comes along. Yeah. It's like, "Fuck, put that up there." And you sort of think, sort of hope that it goes on for five, six, seven seasons. Yeah. But then on the other hand, you think it'd be great if it finished after, say, three. I think they're only doing three. Oh, there you go. Because there's the three um, tiers of the competition. So yeah, of, that's of right. Yep, yep, so they yep. start at the bottom, now they're in the middle, yeah. and then obviously the last season they'll probably find themselves in the Premier League Premier or something. Premier League or something, yeah. Um, and then, yeah. Mm. Makes me want to watch soccer. Makes me want to like get into soccer and stuff. And then I'm like, no, nah. no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Alicia will love that. <laughs> no, I said to Alicia once. I'm sure I said this in the podcast. I was like, oh, Alicia, I could get into it. I could get into it. I think. I'm like, I'm loving this Ted Lasso. Even the scenes like on the soccer is like great. I'm like, let's get. I'll get into it. She's like, no, nah, no way. No, nah. you will not. No, <laughs> she's like a um, diehard Liverpool Liverpool, Liverpool yeah. supporter. So. Uh, there you go. After, you know, watching a game like ours, like, you know, yeah. it's just fast paced and, <laughs> no, you know, boring. People bashing into each other can be pretty slow and yeah, dull. Yeah. Um, Sorry to all you yeah, English people out there who say, love no it. No offense. Um, uh, Only Murders in the Building we watched again this week. It wasn't the best episode, but it was uh, still a still good, good show, though. Still great. Yeah. I just love Steve Martin. Yeah. I just sit there thinking, oh. And Martin Short, I look at him and just think. <laughs> Funny man. How do you keep getting work? <laughs> oh, he's great. He's great. Yeah, I know. He's I know. But he's but his humour is like. So he's like, never so been. Dated. He's never been like no. on the Steve Martin level for no. me. Uh, no, but no. he's 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 fun. But now I sit there. I'm like, oh, this is like a great great time to be alive. I get to watch a new little Steve Martin thing every yeah. single week. Oh, yeah. it's just great. Um, I was going to say it's been renewed for season two already. Wow. I kind of wish they'd held off on the announcement because it's fun to watch this thinking like it's just going to be its own little contained thing and that there'll be like a finality at the end. Mm. But now knowing there's another season, you kind of feel like, well, maybe it's Well, maybe there's another murder in the building. Well, maybe there's a different murder. Yeah, well, it is only murders, murders in the building, mm. so they could do... Different ones. So anyway, this has uh, become the most watched premiere on launch day on Disney Plus Star. That surprises me. Which is what we have here. Um, well, it doesn't really surprise me because well, we haven't had that much on Disney Plus Star just yet. Yeah, but considering it's Steve Martin and Martin Short being older, oh, yeah. Yeah, being yeah, yeah. older comedians. What? Well, I was going to say what surprised me more is that it's also the most watched Hulu original comedy on premiere day. And also mm-hmm. the most watched comedy on Premier Day across all of Disney's um, uh, video on demand titles ever on the platform. Really? Yeah. Additionally, um, the twentieth century, uh, the twentieth television produced series has maintained a one hundred percent certified fresh Rotten Tomatoes since it launched. Shit. 
Um, now, Hulu, of course, is the American um, subsidiary of Disney. Yep. They have their right. It's like their more mature um, uh, streaming Range. service. Yep. Um, but here we get Disney Plus Star, which is something they added. It's like a separate section of Disney Plus where all the Hulu stuff yeah, goes. Yeah. So it's all, all in adult, one. Adult content. Yeah. Um, so we're getting that on Disney Plus Star and then the Americans, of course, get it on Hulu. But, yeah, no, what you're saying, I, that was my first thought was like, I'm mm. really shocked it's done yeah. that well. Well, just purely simply because Steve Martin, you know, like he's an mm. 80s com- yeah. comedian. And Martin Short, well, even seventies, about the same, like oh, late yeah, 70s. late seventies, early eighties, I suppose. Yeah, so he was huge. Mm. Um, so that sort of surprised me that it's, but mm. it's probably because of um, what's her name? Oh yeah, Selena Gomez has got the younger draw, and I, and that was probably deliberate ploy for that. Oh, of course, re- it for was. that reason, of course it was. Pick a young, yeah, you know, a young spunky mm. sort of, mm. you know, performer, performer <laughs> to sort of. Play that third role. Yeah, oh yeah, of course. That's, that's you know, to bring in that bit, to bring in that young that younger crowd. Yeah, the business behind keep it themselves sure. keep themselves re- as relevant as they can, I suppose. Well, yeah, but I still feel like Steve Martin's probably a big draw for my age range. Well, maybe not even my age range for my brother, uh, for your brother, <laughs> for your age range. Yeah, uh, which is really Hulu. Well, I think Hulu really gears itself towards kind of younger, maybe like it might be like a you know eighteen to forty five or something, something like yeah. that. Yeah, but um, but yeah, very very surprised, very happy that's going to get its second season. Very very cool. Um, other than that, we've started watching The Outsider, which is another HBO series that we're a bit late to. And this is another one we sort of started what three times? times. Well, no, well you watched it by yourself <laughs> yep. first. And then you're like, hey, you got to check this out. I was like, I wanted to watch this. And you're like, all right. So then we watched one. And then mum was like, watch this. And then we're like, all right, watch it again. And then yep. we dropped it for like a yep. year. We, for some reason or another, we just didn't go back to it. Because I think at that time we had it on the Foxtel box. You'd recorded it on maybe, cable. Yeah, maybe. Um, and then I bought it recently. And then we finally got time to let's do it. Yeah. And it's really good. Bit of a Deadwood thing, wasn't it? Start three or four times. Yeah, but it wasn't. But it's nothing like But it Deadwood. wasn't so much like, oh, I can't be bothered going on with this. It was just one of those yeah, things. Yeah, just one of the things that just didn't fit into our. I think it was because pattern. it was on cable. And we were like, maybe. Oh, just wait. Maybe. So anyway, we're finally onto it. It's good. Real good. Ben Mendelssohn, as we mentioned before. Yep. Yep. And um, Jason, uh, Jason Bateman. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it's great. Based on a and all the support cast, really good too. Yeah, support cast, terrific. Love it. Really, really enjoying so it. Well, we've done three, three shows, three, the three down. That was seven mm. to go. Mm. It's only a, it's only one season, like a mini. No, it's a mini series. It's a limited, limited, limited series. series. Yeah, yeah. Mm, it's a shame. There you go. Well, if it's based on a book, yeah, you I keep suppose. Pushing it. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it could be could be something like. Um, I'm glad it's not. Sorry, I'm glad it's not mm. going to be something like uh, what was that? That one with um, the guy that used to kill the people and chop them up and Dexter. Dexter, that just dragged on. I and don't on think we even on. finished the first season of it. Nah, because every every episode became the same. Mm. It was just the same story almost over and over again. Mm, so I, don't I suppose know, if they tried to make more out of this, it'd be the same. I don't know because from what I remember, it was just a one case the whole series. No, there were several. Yeah, no, I thought it was, but it was different murders, and they were trying to figure out who mm. the murder, the serial killer was. Yeah, I just. And just then we start watching it. 
That's another one we might have to sort of... Well, I remember enjoying <laughs> it, but then you weren't that interested in it, so we stopped watching it. But that was a long time ago. Yeah. But apparently it does get really shit towards the end. Oh, I could imagine. They're rebooting that too. They've just... Oh, I no. think Paramount Plus, yeah. Oh, who's in the lead, do you know? Same guy. Oh, really? Yeah, what's his name? Um, uh, he was from Six Feet Under, wasn't he? Yeah. I want to say it's not Anthony Michael Hall. It's no. Anthony something. Dexter. 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 I'm trying to think. Trying to get it. Dexter. 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 Anthony. I don't, I don't know. It's probably not even Anthony. What's his name? Anthony. Well, maybe it's Michael something. Michael, Michael Seahall. Seahall. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Not Anthony Seahall. Anthony Michael Hall, no. Yeah. Close. It's just Michael Seahall. Fuck, yeah. I knew it. I was thinking, why is Anthony Michael Hall in my head? There you go, Michael Hall. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway, yeah. So apparently the latest seasons were crap by people who love oh, the Oh, I show. can imagine. What rating? Oh, it's got an 8. still an 8.6. Yeah, it's on. one of them. Yeah, maybe one day. I don't think we have much of it, though. Actually, maybe you bought quite a bit of it. I think I've got about th- maybe three seasons of it. Maybe. I can't remember. It anyway, might only just be on DVD. I think too. it was DVD, yeah. Anyway, um, other than that, we started watching. We talked about this last week. We watched that new documentary on Apple TV Plus with um, Inside the President's War Room, which was yep. the 9-11 documentary from the perspective of George Bush and his cabinet or his um, his team. Um, and this one, we're, when we've just started the one on Netflix, which is called 9-11 Turning Point, which is um, five episodes and it chronicles the rise of Al-Qaeda through to September 11, through to the war in Iraq, Afghanistan, all that stuff. Um, it kind of talks about, I think it goes through the whole history of that that 20-plus year war. Mm. Um, we've, we've watched two and it's just kind of at the back end of 9-11 now. And then the rest of it, yeah, I think goes into the whole war and sort of how that played out. I think it's something quite interesting to – something I've always been interested in, just kind of getting into the details of it. Yeah. Um, it's really hard. It's a hard watch. It's really – It's really heavy. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Really heavy. Um, I think it's – because we've watched a lot of 9-11 stuff over the years, a lot of stuff, and you feel like you've seen all you can see, and then, then, then this thing – Shows a lot more, tells a lot more. I feel like people are being more. I don't know whether it's people being more open in sharing their stories, or whether me, the the media that or the documentaries and stuff on on the event is now more open to telling the story in more detail. Yeah, possibly. I I think people are people are ready to hear. Not that, not that they're over it. Yeah, but they're, but they're they've come to terms with it and they they're ready to talk about yeah. it and. And th- hear about it yeah. and that sort of shit. I think that's what it is. People are now, yeah, it's 20 years on and now people are like, well, I think it's finally time to hear the details. And, I mean, President Biden is releasing a lot of um, top secret documents mm. and stuff at the moment too. People have been, been wanting to, wanting to see you. finally. And it's, re- it's really hard to watch. It's really heavy. Um, because it does have has it's a lot of talking heads with um, survivors, people who are in the building, and some mm. of the stories that you hear from people who are just in the building, it's like fuck. Yeah. It's like you never thought of it. Like we watched that uh, nine. It was called nine eleven. It was that documentary made by the firefighters, the French, the, the, the two French guys. Yeah, yeah. And they go into the building, and you see yeah. a lot of it, but they don't show the graphic stuff. Well, they'd been they'd been separated. The two brothers have been yeah. separated, and they're actually just doing a documentary on a particular firefighter who 
who had, um, I think he'd only just graduated. He was a rookie. The, yeah, into the fire. Uh, probing. A pro, yeah, probing, that's probing, right, yeah. yeah. And then he, um, and they were sort of following him around and nothing was really happening mm. and they were sort of wondering about how they were going to make a documentary mm. out of it. And then they're out, they're out on the street and I think the footage you actually see where the, the plane o- goes in. They were the only ones theirs. to capture the footage of the first yeah, plane. Yeah, from the street. Yeah. Um, so, so anyway, we, yeah. we've seen that a few that's times. Br- it's that a brilliant, great doco. Brilliant doco. Um, and that's pretty harrowing, but even that never went into as much detail as what what we're getting now. No, no, exactly right. Um, it's just it's just really shocking stuff. Well, we won't go into it into detail because you know people, some people might not want to hear. But no, that's if right. you're interested in it, um, definitely recommend it. I mean, we've only seen two shows, but it's uh, if you're interested in that kind of that thing and you want to learn a bit more. Definitely recommend it, uh, but he prepare. It's very heavy. It's really heavy. Yeah, and uh, there was that. There was that movie made too. I think was there, there was a movie made with um, Nick Cage. Nick Cage, yeah. wasn't it? Was they that played that on Telly the other day. Um, yeah, there might have been nine eleven as well. No, I think it was called World Trade Center. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. It yeah. was too. Yeah, I've yeah. seen. I don't think I've seen the whole film. No, we watched it a long have time we? ago. Oh. Yeah, when it first came out, and they used a lot of real footage in that too. I think didn't they? Can't remember. It was an Oliver Stone movie. I'm pretty sure there was some real footage. I remember. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's pretty. It's a lot of stuff that you kind of you never really thought about, and you're like, well, mm. yeah, that makes sense. But it's 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 just really amazing that how um, how it affected everybody. Yeah. Like here we are, you know, sixteen mm. and a half, seventeen thousand kilometers away from there, and it really affected us as well. Mm. And it's still to this day, does yeah. you know, it still rocks your thinking. Yeah. If you can, if that sort of thing can happen there. Or, yeah. You know. So anyway. Check that out if you're into it, uh, into interested in that kind of documentary kind of thing. It is a very important moment in history now. I think it's something that's very important for people to watch, even though it's hard to, oh, exactly hard right. to watch. Anyway, uh, let's – geez, this show really is getting de- dark at some point. <laughs> Happy 50th shows, guys. Yeah. Um, hey, that brings us to this moment. Some mad men update. It's bongs. No, it's not. <laughs> we put an end to the bong update last week. It's mad men update. That's it. <sighs> mad men, no bongs. I proved it last week. It's done. That's <laughs> funny. It's over. We're into mad men. Yep. We're loving it. Yeah. Oh, can't get enough of it. Here's another celebration for us. We finished season two. Woo-hoo! And we started season three. No, we haven't started three. Yeah. We watched the first one. Cut it out. Didn't we? Yes. Where was I? You were here. We watched it the other <laughs> night. It was the last episode we watched. It was the first episode of season three. I thought that was the last episode of the... No, sir. No, it wasn't. No, no, it wasn't. No. It was the last nope. episode no. of the first, second no. season. We watched two this we week. Told her, she told him he was, she was pregnant. Yeah, and then we've watched one more since then. Did we? We've watched, we've started season three. I can guarantee it. Jesus, I Have can't remember. I'm just going off mic for a bit. No, audio, he's always off mic. Audio sounds a bit shit, but you're used to that. <laughs> uh, yeah, bring, look, bring that audio back, Dave. Season three, right there. We have it out. Have it out. Season three, episode one, out of town. Don and Sal travel to Baltimore 
where each makes... No, we didn't watch that. No, we didn't. I told you. <laughs> you fucking idiot. We watched three episodes this week and they were all season two. All oh, right, makes sense. <laughs> I must have just grabbed the disc out and put it there. I remember, I remember that was there. I remember taking it off. Anyway. All right, so we started... <laughs> We've started season two. Oh, I thought I was going fucking mad, didn't I? <laughs> it wouldn't have surprised me, to be honest. No, me either. We old, started. Old man memory. <laughs> we finished season two. We finished season two. Uh, and um, we, we'll start season three this week. <laughs> we were going to watch one last night, know. but we, we'd watched one of the 911 shows, 11. and I was absolutely exhausted at the end of that. Yeah. And I was falling asleep. It's hard oh, to stay yeah, awake yeah. that last 15 minutes or so. And, and I'm not normally in bed until, you know. 1am or 2am and it was like 11.30 and they said, oh, he's tough bed. Yeah, he's going. going to bed now. And I just went. And I actually don't remember getting into bed and I don't remember really? going to sleep. Well, there you go. One just of them exhausted. notes. But yeah, no, it's fantastic. Yeah, very good. Very really good. Really hanging, hanging to start so, season we start three. season three this week. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell, man. Uh, uh, but no, it's really good and, you know, she's now pregnant again and mm-hmm. I think it's... Don's has to be Don's. Oh yeah, has to be Don's. Well, no, she's been cheating around now. Well, now she is. Yeah, but that was after. Yeah, that's she true. Became pregnant. It was only that last show, wasn't it? Yeah, it has to be Don's. But she didn't. Sl- she didn't sleep with that guy at the at the. No, true. At the equipment. What do you call it? The horse. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Equ- equestrian. Place. Yeah, yeah. Equine play. What do you want to call yeah. it? I don't know what you call them. <laughs> horse riding yeah, joint. Yeah. Equi- I know, a question's a dance. didn't sleep with him, did she? No. No, when I can't her friend went into did. the room, yeah, yeah. Yeah, her friend did. So anyway. And I think they there. must have had a little, little bit of a romp. Yeah, probably. One, one, oh, that maybe that night when they were when they were separated. Mm. That night and he came back and they'd slept together and Maybe and she told him to piss off again. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So um we'll find out next episode maybe. I don't know. Who knows. Yeah, but no, nah, it's good. So they'll be forced back together now, though, because they've been split. Yeah, well, it's not a reason to get back together, though. Yeah, well. <laughs> but it was the time. That's what I was going to say. That was the then. time. Anyway, we'll start season three next week. Yep. Um, for now, though, we'll do a very quick partner highlight. Should I close that out? with? Um, that was this week's... Yep. Where's my button? Madman update. <laughs> That bong then, Dave. <laughs> oh, it's not a bong update. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Um, let's do a very, very quick uh, highlight on the, the, the partners of the channel and the, the podcast and all that kind of stuff right now. We're taking a look at Random Space Media. Fantastic, developing really great uh, Blu ray collections with the studios, official studio releases. Uh, great studios like Universal, Sony Pictures, Home Entertainment, Disney, etc., etc. Um, they recently released a bunch of DreamWorks movie collections, 15 movie collection, which got all your Shrek movies, um, how to drain your dragon, how to train your dragon, not how to, how to drain, drain your dragon, dragon. <laughs> um, the Madagascar films, and uh, what else is in there? Um, the Kung Fu Panda, and then all the other movies, like in full movie collections. If you want to pick up any of those DreamWorks movies, some of which are available, this is the only way you can get them in Australia on Blu-ray, like the classic ones like Prince of Egypt, El Dorado, etc. Uh, a lot of those older ones. Chicken Run, my favourite. Um, you can head over to randomspacemedia.com and use Dream15 until the end of the month. 
and you get 15% off your entire order. That'll only apply to the DreamWorks titles. Nothing else, but you can order anything with the DreamWorks titles. Apply it, and it'll just take it off the DreamWorks stuff. Um, And that's not an affiliate code. That's That's just a code for you guys. Exactly right. You guys can use it and get 15% off. I get nothing out of it. Uh, Kicks.com.au as well. I've teamed up with them uh, in celebration of Fast 9 on 4K Ultra High Definition. The Dave 15 code to get 15% off at kicks.com.au is also still active. Don't know. Also not an affiliate code. Also not an affiliate code. Don't know how long that code is still active for. We're supposed to end at the beginning of the month, but it's still active. I think maybe because we've kicked off the Fast 9 promo, it's been extended. So head over to kicks.com.au, use day 15, and get 15% off your orders. Now, you know what Freud would say about your slip-up? How to drain your drain. Yeah, I know that. (laughs) (laughs) Move along. These are family movies. Uh, um, additionally, my good friends over at ViaVision Home Entertainment have allowed me to do a... Um, sending shit in there. I know. Uh, ViaVision Entertainment, rather. They have uh, provided us with a great chunk of stuff here to do a giveaway. Uh, we've got The Invaders, which is a fantastic series from the 1960s. Really fun, like, sci-fi thing. Uh, we've got Alfred Hitchcock's pro- uh, Alfred Hitchcock Presents... Seasons 5 to 7 box set right there as well. Uh, You've got the Maritime Movie Classics Collection and the Alan Ladd Collection Volume 3. I am also throwing in, uh, this was not part of the original um, giveaway, but I'm going to throw this in as well. This is uh, Viavision's release of Stephen Hawking's Grand Design, which is a really great doco. We watched this. Grand Design? No, not that Grand Designs. Not Grand Designs. Grand Design. There's a really great documentary about um, the history of the universe and... um, the meaning of life and the, the cosmos and all that kind of stuff. I'm going to throw that in because that's one that I've wound up with a duplicate of at some point uh, for some reason. Um, that is a Viavision release as well, so I'll be throwing that in too. Awesome. Uh, you can head over to my Instagram uh, account to enter that. I've essentially just put a post up. You'll see it. I want to know what your favourite sci-fi, classic sci-fi thriller or adventure movie is. Let me know. Um, if you can't be bothered going to the Instagram or you don't have an Instagram, you can send me an email at davidleepod at gmail.com and we'll just kind of combine all the um, all the entries right there. You've got until the 22nd, so that's this week, I think this Wednesday, um, if you're listening to this on the week that it goes out, um, and I'll be picking one randomly probably on the podcast next week and then I'll sort it out with the winner how to send it out to them all. So is that the, is, that's a whole bunch? That that's a whole bundle. I couldn't be bothered doing multiples. Awesome. So we're just going to do a massive bundle, one winner, big bunch of stuff, Australians only. Uh, mm. So enter away, guys. So what's your, what's your favourite sci-fi? My favourite classic sci-fi? Probably, um, if we're talking like that era, maybe like War of the Worlds. Oh, yeah, that, that or uh, The Day of the Earth. Yeah, still. yeah, yeah. Favourite thriller? Favourite classic thriller? <sighs> I would probably Don't say know. Psycho, horror thriller. Alfred Hitchcock, mm. The Master, if not Vertigo Rear or window. Rear Window. Yeah. Rear Window, yeah. Favourite, um, what was the other thing? Adventure movie, classic adventure. Oh. Um, From that era? Yeah, Indiana Jones, that'll do. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's the only thing I'm thinking. <laughs> that'll do. Um, anyway. It's a little bit later than that, but you know. Yeah, a little bit. Do. Just Close a touch. Um, that's all right. I've been getting, I've been getting entries from all eras. And stuff, so it doesn't matter. Just your favourite, sort of that kind of thing. Send had it many on, send it on. I've had quite a few actually. Oh, so great. yeah, so enter away, and I'll pick a winner next week. Mm, it's not like you've got randomly you know, twenty thousand. So yours are pretty good. No, exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's that done. Out of the way. 
Now it is time for... Or... Alright, alright, alright. This week's edition of Shadow Alright. This is our favourite show. And guess what we're celebrating? Your favourite show. Is my favourite show. (laughs) My favourite segment of the show. (laughs) Shadow Alright. This is episode 21. We're celebrating happy 21st birthday, Shadow Alright. Alright, alright, alright. I meant to hit the applause button, but I've gone to the wrong thing. <laughs> this is the. This show has just gone absolute tits up today. Cut it out! Stop it! I think we've got to get some sleep, though. I think so. Let's get through Shadow, all right, huh? This is a great game that we play where we will pull up a couple of random titles from IMDb uh, that have been sent in from our wonderful listeners out there, and we have to guess whether we think the movies are or alright, 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 purely based on their synopsis. We don't get the title, we don't get the actors. Um, we do. What are you doing? <laughs> Just trying to get into a position where I can actually read the screen and right. talk in the okay. microphone. So anyway, we'll read the thing out. You know how it works. The more obscure, the better. If you have a shite or a right to send in, you can send it over to dailypond at gmail.com and we will read it out. Um, we'll get to it in time because we've got so many here, but we would love it. We would love it. Um, so we do get one assist. And if it's your first one sending in, it's a good chance you'll get read out yeah, straight exactly away. Right. Yeah, exactly right. Straight away. Now, we'll do three rounds each. Um, you can use an assist in one round, which is I'll give you like the top two stars yep. of the of the thing. Okay, so first up, we'll take a look at the message we've been sending this week from our uh, the podcast official scorekeeper, Monkey Boy, Monkey Boy Jeff, our, my, our little worker monkey working away on his little <laughs> bike going away. Um, yeah, world's worst scorekeeper. Yep. Uh, he's well, re- it makes sense. We've got the world's worst manager, so we might as well have the world's worst scorekeeper. Yeah. Uh, so he's written in this week, hello. And the world's worst listeners. And the world's worst <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Aren't you kidding? Sorry, guys. Love you. You are not the world's worst. I can't okay. be. Listen to us. No. <laughs> um, okay. So Jeff has written in, hello, welcome, and thank you for joining the 50th edition of the Dave Lee Down Under podcast. It's exciting, isn't it? Halfway to triple digits. Thanks, Jeff. That's my job to do the intro, but uh, <laughs> we'll keep, we can keep reading. I have an update on the subscriber contest from a couple of weeks ago, and the winners are all of you. Everyone that subscribed to the YouTube channel has won. If you didn't subscribe, get on it. To the listeners, yes, you. That's right. You there listening right now, not subscribed to this damn YouTube channel for shame. Worst listeners ever. Joke. I promise you, I did not write that. Jeff wrote that. Uh, thanks, Jeff. I appreciate that. Um, he says He's got I'm, our back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he does. Um, he says, I have a confession, Dave and Rick. She said, no disrespect to the missus of the family, but my mum has a crush on old mate Rick. <laughs> oh, oh uh, she, she said he's a woolly bugger. <laughs> Is she referring to my beard? Probably. Uh, she likes his hat and monochromatic clothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I wear a lot of blacks. Yeah, I do. I do try to tell you not to wear a lot of blacks because you blend, blend into, into the background. But just this bobbing head. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's my that's my wardrobe. That's yeah, dark clothes when I'm in photography. So yeah, because you don't want to reflect the make, product. It makes it a bit difficult when there's a floating head in the pod. That's all. Oh uh, well, and and dark clothes make you look thinner. Yeah, well. Uh, see, <laughs> I need all the help I can Anyway, we've got to get on because we're dragging on today. Also, did you know this is still Jeff? It's a fucking long message from Jeff. Mate, cut down on the messages. 
you've eaten into my time on the pod. <laughs> he says. Uh, he says also, Dave. Uh, you notice that old mate Rick had his Brady jersey on when he took the lead last week. Mind blown. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, Brady is good at coming from behind. Yeah. Yep. He did it last last week's game as well. Little magic out in the world. Ooh. There you go. Um, go, go, go change your getting on. <laughs> <laughs> got the hat on, that's all right. Oh, yeah, it hasn't got number 12 on it, though. Anyway, there's more of Jeff's message to read, so let's get back to it. Jeez. Another thing is that this edition will end on movie number 50 for both of you. So both of us have done 50 movies each. Uh, by the end of this episode, which means there'll be 100 shite all right so far wow. by the end of this show. P.S. He keeps going. He keeps going. I can't make this shit up. P.S. How <laughs> can we set up Dave Lee versus James Corden boxing match? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know who'd win that one. Yeah. I think James would go running. Yeah, maybe. Um, I'll just teach you how to throw a punch. Well. Yeah. <laughs> um, thanks, Jeff, for your letter this week. We do appreciate it every single week. We love it. Um, and thank you for doing the uh, the school the school sheet. Of course, uh, you got in the lead last week. I got none right. You moved up three spots. You got all three of yours right. Uh, we're now twenty eight to twenty nine in your favour. So this is the hinge week. I could get back in front, or you could take away Whoa. with the lead. I don't think that's going to happen. Well, we'll you never know. Look at well, last week. Yeah, it's true. You just never know that's with this true. game. That's the thing. There's no skill to it. There's no skill to this game. Skillless game, skillless podcast. Mm. That's where we're coming from. All right, so I guess first this week because you guessed first last week. We're nice and even now at the moment. So. Right, okay. So I go. Start. I read out first. You read out first. Okay. So this one is coming from this one. Have you got the name there? No, you already? have. It says Michael Utatov sent this one in. No. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Or was that last week? Oh yeah, Sam. Yeah, Sam, Sam Beams. Sam B. Michael Uzatov, I apologise. <laughs> I don't think we're reading any from Michael this week, but he's got a nice no. little shout out there yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> when a structural security authority find... Mm. Oh, it just doesn't read right. When mm. a structural security authority finds himself set up and in- incarcerated yeah. in the world's most secret and secure prison, he has to use his skills to escape and... Uh, sorry, escape with a little help from inside. I feel like there's assault on on precinct 13, I feel like. Do you want me to read that again because I fucked it up? You can read it again, yeah. When a structural security authority finds himself finds himself set up and incarcerated in the world's most secret and secure prison, he has to use his skills to escape with help from the inside. Maybe not. Maybe it's not assault on thir- precinct thirteen. Maybe it's um, could be the Rock. Sounds like it could be the Rock. Maybe Escape from Alcatraz. Geez, any kind of prison break movie. I might say it's assault on precinct thirteen. I know he tried to chip, trip us up with um, Planet of the Apes last week yes, because right. he thought we we wouldn't be able to guess whether it's the classic one or the or the newer yeah. one, the Tim Burton one. If it is the sold on third precinct thirteen, it's the same thing where the classic is highly revered and the new one mm-hmm. not so much. Or the one that came out probably probably fifteen years ago. Yep. Pardon me. Yeah, oh, another hiccup. Would be probably that long ago, wouldn't it? If it's not that movie, then I don't know. I'm going to I'm gonna say shite. I feel like I'm gonna steer on the shite side of things. I think you'll be having a bit okay. of a laugh. So yeah, locking yeah. it in? Yeah, lock it in. Yeah. All right, oh, all right, all no. right. What is it? Escape plan. 
Escape Plan. 6.7. Really? Yeah. Is this the one with uh, De Niro? Not De Niro. Schwarzenegger and Stallone. Stallone, Schwarzenegger. 50 Cent. Oh, there you go. Didn't know 50 Cent was in that. No. We haven't watched it. Haven't watched it. I've seen it. No, you haven't. Yes, I have. No, promise you you haven't seen it. We have not watched it. We have not watched it. It's out there in that cabinet of movies that have not been watched. Vincent D'Onofrio. Caviezel. They've done a second one. I think it was uh, Sly Stallone and Dave Bautista. Oh. (laughs) And Sam Neill, Vinnie Jones. Yeah. Awesome cast. Yeah, so 6.7. Sam Neill. Yeah, Sam Neill. What year was that? Surprises me. Uh, 2013. I thought, yeah, we have a, definitely haven't watched it. Goes just under two hours and 6.7. Mm. Well, there you go. Trip me up. Yep. All right. My turn. This one is coming to us from Anthony, who's sent in quite a few this week. Thank you, Anthony. Um, okay. <clears throat> I've got to blank out one of the names here. Uh, someone hosts this podcast talk show focusing on the latest in pop culture and entertainment with special guest hosts every episode. Oh, um, it's as good as our podcast. It'll be shit. <laughs> um, um, give me my uh, my uh, my my clue. Your assist. My assist. Uh, the 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 um stars are Dave Lee and Rick Lee. <laughs> <laughs> he has sent in. <laughs> He has obviously sent in uh, Dave Lee down to podcast. Um, now, I would get you to guess a shite or a ride on this, but there's actually no rating on it. Okay. <laughs> so I'll give you another I'd be, one. I'd be saying shite anyway. <laughs> Probably. I'll give you another one, just to be fair. This is also coming from Anthony as well. Uh, okay. Marcus, we usually don't read out names, but it's just a generic name. Yep. We'll read it out. Marcus goes to his teen goes home to his teenage daughter Matilde when his wife dies in a tragic train accident. It seems like an accident until a mathematics geek who was also a fellow passenger on the train and his two colleagues show up. Oh, that sounds like something I've seen. Um, can't think of the name of it. Um, I'm thinking it might be okay. You think it's all right? Yeah, I'll give it a no. I'll give, give it, it all right. right. It is. All right, all right, all right. You definitely have not seen it. No? No, it uh, is, I believe, it's probably a Danish film. Oh, okay. It is a Danish film. Starts Mads Mikkelsen. Mm -hmm. It's called Riders of Justice. Came out last year. Uh, It's got a 7.6. Oh. Yeah. No, it sort of reminds me of... Something I've seen. Sounds like that Liam Neeson one, maybe. <laughs> Where he sees mathematical equations and stuff. Oh, and my TV Good Will Hunting. Or, uh, I think it was a TV series or something. I can't remember. Monk. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Monk. Who knows? Oh, <laughs> uh, well. Shit. Anyway, it actually oh, well. looks, looks pretty good. This is a movie that is apparently very good and people have been ragging on how shit the poster is. Oh, yeah, it's pretty ordinary. <laughs> it's pretty ordinary. So there you go. Mm. Okay. So, so you've, you've got that one right. Yep. Cool. I did press the button, didn't I? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so you ready for your second one? Yes, please. Uh, uh, this is from? Oh, yeah. This one is from... Let me scroll up to the top. 
It's from Devesh. Devesh, that's right, it was yes. too. <sighs> Excuse me. A police officer assigned alarm dispatch duty enters a race against time when he answers an emergency call from a kidnapped woman. Oh. Oh. Go again. A police officer assigned yeah. <clears throat> alarm dispatch duty enters a race against time when he answers an emergency call from a kidnapped woman. Oh, it sounds familiar. Could be phone booth. Could be the call. Could be something completely different. I'm going to say, all right, sounds okay. Sounds like a good like action thriller sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lock it in. Are you sure? Yeah, lock it in. Positive? Lock it in, Eddie. And you're saying it's all right? Yeah, I say it's all right. Uh, all right, yeah. all right, all right. It's a film called The Guilty. Oh, oh, I know. Wait, Two th- 2018. They've just remade it. Runs for just under one and a half hours. It's only a short film. But that's, 7.5. 7. Yeah, that's a foreign film as well. Uh, I yeah. think it might be Danish. I'm not sure if it's a Danish film, but it's uh, definitely not sure. a... I'm not sure what it is. It is... They've just, re- they've just remade yeah, it. Yeah, Denmark. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. They've yeah. just remade it with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, have they? Yeah. Looks quite good. Oh. Apparently it's quite good too, the remake. Mm. So there you go. All right, your turn, number two. I'll let you have your um I'll let you have your assist back because that one was a bit unfair. <laughs> that was um funny. but I'll read you this one. This one has come in to us from um Tyson. Tyson Turner has sent this one in. Thank you, Tyson. Okay. A lonely boy befriends a talking mouse who falls in love with his toy motorcycle. Go again. A lonely boy befriends a talking mouse who falls in love with his toy motorcycle. Um, I think that might be okay. You reckon? I think it might be all right. I'll be all right. Yeah, you're looking all right. Lonely boy befriends a talking mouse who yeah. falls in love with his toy motorcycle. Yeah, I think it might be okay. It might all be right. a good little, good little kids' film. All right. It is. All right, all right, all right. Awesome. That's all right. It's called The Mouse and the Motorcycle. It, it stars... just seems like it could actually be a really nice little film. Yeah, it stars Fred Savage. Really? Fred Savage, Ray Walston, Philip Waller. It's like an A... I think it's an ABC kids, like kids telly movie from... Uh, 1986. Now, if I asked for my assist on that and you said Fred Savage, I probably would have gone, oh. Yeah. No, so. <laughs> uh, it's got a 7.1. Oh, wow. There you go. It does sound okay. It I feel like, like they could actually do quite a bit with that. I feel like I've heard of it. Then you want to check out the little picture there. Mm. Mouse on a motorcycle. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, hilarious. Oh, it's based on a book. I feel like maybe I know the book. Uh, maybe okay. I knew the book when I was a kid. There you go. Okay, next up. Next for you is from... Oh, yeah, this one has come to us from uh, Gary. Gary Gary Litterman. Litterman. Um, Okay, a huge shark terrorises a beach in Florida and the locals try everything to kill it. Mm. Sounds like Jaws. It could be one of many Jaws rip-offs. Was Jaws in Florida? No, Amity. Amity, I can't remember what state. I think it was in Florida. I can't remember. Probably. It's probably not Jaws. Surely he wouldn't have sent in Jaws. I'm going to say shite. I reckon it's going to be some sort of shitty mockbuster remake of Jaws. Lock it in. Lock in shite? Shite. Lock it in. I want to fuck around with this. Shite. There you go. Shite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
3.3. Jeez, what's yeah. this one? This one is called Cruel Jaws. Cruel Jaws, yeah. It's a fucking mockbuster. 95 it was made. Yeah. I'm on our 37 and it's got no one in it of note really. I have a feeling. Let me look at the picture there. I have a feeling they actually released this one as Jaws. How many Jaws are there? I think there's four. I have a feeling they released this as Jaws 5 in some territories. Somehow they managed to get it out there as Jaws 5. Yeah, and some like home media releases actually have it as as Jaws 5. Well, they get away with it. They just called it Jaws with the number 5 as the S. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure there, it, there is versions of that exist that is called Jaws 5. It's probably pretty tragic. Well, with that well, three rating, three 3.3, you think it would be. Let me have a look. Jaws, Jaws 5. Cruel Jaws pops up is the first well, thing that pops go. up. I've heard of this, yeah. It's one of those weird things that somehow managed to, they managed to do it. It, oh, it lifts footage from Steven Spielberg's Jaws, Lynette Schwartz's Jaws 2, Joe D'Amato's uh, Sangue Nelly Abissi, and mostly from Enzo G. Castellari's La Ultimo Squalo and Jaws 3. So it just combines a bunch of footage from all these different movies. I kind of want to see it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> is this, the question is, is this really Jaws 5 in the Jaws series? no. Cruel Jaws was released as Jaws 5, Cruel Jaws, to cash in on the Jaws series. Flogs. Don't know how they managed to get away with that, but there you go. All right, thanks for that one, Gary. Yeah, but I kind of want to see it. It sounds so bad that I want to see it. it. Yeah, yeah. There you go. All right, I've got one more for you here. Yep. Uh, This one's called... Oh, no, I won't tell you what it's called. I'll tell you... (laughs) Tell tell me what it's called. No, I'll tell you... What's its rating, though? I'll tell you to send it in. It's uh, sent in by Max, Max Xavier or Max... Um, and here's the synopsis. A distant couple decides to take in a seemingly innocent pregnant woman in hopes of adopting her unborn child. However, there is more to a book than its cover. Oh, sounds like, um, God, what's it called? can never remember the name of it. Um, can never remember the name of any film, really. Oh, yeah. Um... It sounds like it might be a bit of a bit of a thriller, yeah, horror thriller sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say it's okay. You don't want your assist? You just yeah, give me the assist. All right. Yeah, why not? Uh, it's got Kristen Wiig. Yep. And Will Ferrell. Yep. Um, and Jessica Lowndes. Holy shit. Um, I'm going to say it's all right. I like both right. of them. Yep. All right. Yeah, it's called A Deadly Adoption. Oh. It's a TV movie from 2015. Uh, it's got a 5.1. It's a Lifetime movie. I feel like they they it was like a piss take of Lifetime movies mm. that they did on Lifetime. Yeah. Doesn't look great. I was hoping that was going to be okay, but after it's a year like in... And then I thought, no, nah, it's going to be shit. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Oh, well. Um, that's I, another episode. That is another episode done of... Or... All right, all right, all right. Thanks again to everyone. Ding. Thanks again to everyone who sent in a shout all right this week and every week. If you'd like to send one in, please send one in to daveleepod at gmail.com. Send in as many as you like and we'll put them in the list and we'll read them out. Eventually. Eventually. Oh, yep. But then, like we said... 
If you're any new ones come along, we'll get them in straight yeah, away. There you go. All right. So, how long have we been going for this week already? Oh, nearly two hours? Oh, about an hour and a half. An hour and a half. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure it out in my head. <laughs> With the fuck up at the, the start. <laughs> okay, we've got some time. Let's do this week's edition of... Trailer Trash. Yep. Hope it's not trash. Might be, might not be. Sometimes they're trash, sometimes they're not. We just like the name. We've got three movies to take a look at today. First up, well, actually, we've got two movies in a series to take a look at today. First up, we're going to take a look at this one right here. It is called, I've forgotten to queue up all the videos as well, which is always nice. But the first one we're going to take a look at is called Marvel's Hawkeye. This is the next uh, Disney Plus series that is heading to, uh, sorry, this is the next Marvel series that is heading to Disney Disney Plus. Plus. So let's take a look. Authorities are wondering if the masked vigilante who terrorized the city's underworld is back. The past has caught up with me. Should we be worried? No, no, it's nothing. I'll be home for Christmas. I promise. You're a Hawkeye. Who the hell are you? Some people have actually called me. The world's greatest archer. It's the most wonderful time. Yes, the most wonderful This is too dangerous. Definitely not this one. You have to say definitely like that. Holy sh**. There are arrows more dangerous than that one? Oh, it's just some Christmas. There you go. Almost looks like a bit of a piss take, doesn't it? It does a little bit. Well, (laughs) that's the thing with this character. You can't... Like I've always said, Hawkeye, Black Widow, they're characters I I really love, but they're characters that I just never felt like would work in their own like solo films. Mm. Um, The only way you can do Hawkeye is to take the piss. Yeah, I guess so. He's a guy that shoots a bow and arrow. Yeah, and he's a superhero. (laughs) Yeah, exactly right. Um Hey, it looks pretty good. Yeah, it does look good. I'm pretty, um, I'm pretty keen to see it. It's a new, uh, a new Christmas film to add a to the list. A new Christmas thing, yeah. Well, all six hours of it that we're going to get through every year. It's a series, isn't it? Disney Plus series. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, uh, but the Christmas twist is quite interesting because they hadn't like said anything about it being a Christmas mm. movie or anything. But, so was it um, eight episodes or something or? Six um, or? I don't know. Some of them have been six. Some of them have been eight. It's probably eight, eight maybe. Was it six hours? Length I think most of them are six hours in length. Right. Yeah, so okay. it depends on the run time of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it looks pretty pretty good. Mm. I'm keen on it. So when's it, when's that out? November? This one comes out, yeah, I think so. Uh, the debut is the first episode is on November 24, 2021. Um, of course, it stars Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye, who teams up with another well-known archer from the Marvel comics, Kate Bishop. Played by Haley Steinfeld, mm-hmm. who, uh, of course, we know from Dickinson. Yep. Great show on Apple TV+. Plus. Um, you know her from stuff like Pitch Perfect and uh, True Grit as well. True Grit. Oh, she the, She was the kid in the True Grit. Oh. I'm sure we've been over this a few times. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, like you're saying, you know, when I'm yeah. totally retired, I've got plenty of films out there I'll yeah. never remember I've watched. <laughs> yeah. No, she was, the, she was the young girl in True Grit. Uh, so she's fantastic. Great it's actress. Um, uh, it also has Vera Farmiga in there, Fra Fee, Tony Dalton, Zan McLanon, Brian De Arcy James, 
and newcomer Alakwa Cox as Maya Lopez. Now, I believe um, Florence Pugh is also going to be in this because they had the little tease at the end of uh, Black Widow. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah. So Vera's yeah. Uh, been prolific lately, hasn't she's she? She's done a lot of stuff. Movies, of stuff. TVs, yeah. everything. Yeah, she's great. I love her. She's so good. Mm. Um, yeah, so I'm keen to see it. It looks interesting. I like the Christmassy, yeah. the whole Christmassy yeah. thing. Yeah. Something a bit fun, a bit different. I think Spider-Man, uh, No Way Home is supposed to be set at Christmas as well. Oh. So we might have a couple of like little Christmassy Marvel projects. Awesome. Iron Man 3 was set at Christmas, so there's a few of them. Mm. Some people are saying it feels like kind of like a Shane Black movie. Now, Shane Black did Iron Man 3. He also did uh, Lethal Weapon, which was set oh, at Christmas. Yep. He did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. He loves Christmas. Just said a Christmas, yeah. <laughs> so it kind of feels like that kind of action, adventure, comedy, mm. Christmassy kind of thing. I'm keen on it. And Jeremy yeah, Renner yeah. looks like he's having a bit of fun. And yep. I don't know if he's going to dip out of the franchise after this, but it certainly looks like maybe since they're now setting Haley Steinfeld up to be the next Hawkeye, because she is Hawkeye in the comics. Oh, okay. Kate Bishop, she's like the protege, and then she goes on to be the Hawkeye. And right. even the comedic tone, I wasn't expecting from it. But no, it's quite got quite a good comedic twist to it. Yeah, no, I'm so looking like forward it. to that. I'm looking forward to that one. There you go. And it's yeah, it was an episode a week, isn't it? Yeah, it'll be an episode. So the twenty fourth, and if it's say six episodes, yeah. that'll take it up to Christmas. Oh, there you go. It'll be this probably it would like uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which were like 50, 60 minutes. Mm. I think. Anyway, so there you go. All right, let's take a look at another trailer right here. This one's for a movie. Um, this is from Steven Spielberg's next movie, West Side Story. Oh, is this a remake this of is the, the original? A remake yeah. of of the original, the Broadway stage production, etc., etc. Um, I'm a big fan of Steven Spielberg. Yep, my favorite filmmaker. Uh, this is his first musical, so I'm keen to see. Of course it's a musical. It's yeah, West Side yeah. Story. <laughs> I just didn't realise he'd be making a musical. No, either. this is his first musical ever. So let's have a look at the trailer. huh? This is my first time in New York City. I want to be happy here. I want to make a life at home. Are you ready? Tonight is about family. The first gringo boy who smiles at you. I never seen you before. I'm not Puerto Rican. Is that okay? Do you want to start World War Three? If you go with him, no one will ever forgive you. Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. Mm, I'll watch it. Looks okay. Yeah. Not huge on the music. I'm not huge on Broadway musicals. You're not no. really huge on musicals, full stop. No. Uh, depending, dependent. But that looks, it looks quite good. Like visually, it looks really visually nice. Visually, it looks beautiful. Very Spielberg y with the light, very light and bubbly and. Bit of dramatic, bit of drama in there, but it also feel it also very much reminds me of uh, Clint Eastwood's. Um, what was that musical he did? The um, the the Frankie Valley, the the musical about Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. Yeah, what was that called? Um, 
something boys. <laughs> <laughs> Pet shop. No. Um, yeah, it's um, Jersey Boys. Jersey Boys. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, we saw it too. We saw the production of that. In, on in Broadway. In Broadway, we did, yeah. Yes, we saw that on Broadway. It looks very much like And I that actually room. enjoyed that. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> Depends on the music. That's what I'm saying. Very Broadway, over the top Broadway stuff. I'm not a huge fan of, mm. but if the music's good, it looks it looks looks beautiful. Mm. And I like um, what's his name, Ansel Elgort. Ansel, yeah, he's done some pretty good like stuff. His, like his his work. Um, he of course plays the lead role. Um, is he? What's the character's name? I got no idea. And, uh, uh, Tony. Tony. Yeah, and then we've got Rachel Zegler in there as Maria. I believe Rachel Zegler is someone, another one of those people who's just kind of plucked from obscurity, did some like videos online, and he's an incredible singer. And um, I believe, is this her first movie? Yeah, well, she's done bugger all. Her first movie, and Disney's already signed her up to be Snow White in their Snow White film. Yeah. Um, and Shazam. She's Shazam. Or yeah, the new well, one. New one. Shazam, oh, Fury of the Gods. Yeah, so this one, of course, this one's been delayed for months and months and months, COVID, all that shit. And before this movie's even come out, all these people are signing her up to be in all these movies. Wow. Uh, so it's crazy. Like her, Pretty awesome. Her bio, on, her bio on Twitter reads, Steven Spielberg's Maria. Oh, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. So um, she's great. I think she's fantastic. Ansel Elgort um, has been really great in stuff. Uh, it's also got a, a cast which includes Ariana DeBose, David Alvarez, Mike Feist, Josh Andreas uh, Rivera, Anna Isabel, Corey Stoll, Brian DeArcy James. Was he in Hawkeye as well? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, <clears throat> and Rita Moreno, who is the um, original actress from um, uh, from West Side Story, from the original West Side Story. Oh, really? She was in that, yeah. And she's going to be playing... The corner store, uh, the owner of the corner store in which Tony works. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Uh, it looks quite good. Spiel- it looks okay. I'm a Spielberg fan. I'm a completionist. I've seen every single one of his movies except Tintin. For some reason, never got around just to Tintin. Can't get around to watching that. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I will watch it at some point. Um, but yeah, it looks it looks pretty good. That one is from Disney's 20th Century Studios. That uh, comes out in the US on December 10th, 2021. And then here in Australia on December 26, 2021. Mm. Let's take a look at one more. We'll give more. it a go. We will give it a go. We'll, uh, we'll take a look at one more. This is uh, the brand new trailer. This has just launched this morning at the time of recording this. Of course, Ooh. we record on the Friday. Uh, this is Guillermo del Toro's Nightmare Alley. This is based on the book by William Lindsay Gresham. It was previously adapted in 1947, starring Tyrone Power and Joanne Blundell. Uh, Blondale, sorry. Uh, terrific movie, amazing, the 1947 version. It's a quintessential film noir, um, and I would highly recommend taking a look at that one if you can. I think I saw the full movie on YouTube just before when I was looking. Oh. So if that's your only way of checking it out, I don't know how, I don't know how um, accessible, readily available that film is uh, these days, but it's an amazing movie. Um, so I'm keen to have a look at the trailer for Guillermo del Toro's new version. It's star-studded. Let's have a look. Step right up in the home. One of the unexplained mysteries of the universe. Is he man or beast? I am prepared to offer you folks one last chance to witness this supreme oddity. Is it a beast? Or is it a man? 
Because tonight, you will see him fade. Come on in and find out. Nightmare Alley. Nice. There you go. Looks all right. Yeah, this is a huge. Be, uh, watching that. This is a huge cast on this one. Um, we've got um, Bradley Cooper, who I love. He looks. He looks every bit out of the twenties, the thirties. Oh, absolutely. He? Yeah. Like put he's little, just got that look. Put a little fedora on him, and he's yeah. just he's straight yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we've got uh, Bradley Cooper, Kate Blanchett, Aussie mm-hmm. star, uh, Tony Collette, Aussie star. Willem Dafoe, uh, not Aussie star, American <laughs> star, uh, Richard Jenkins, Rooney Mara, Ron Perlman, and David Strathan. Uh, oh, it looks good. It looks very good. Um, the original movie is very, um, very visual. It's like typical film noir. When you think of film noir, heavy, heavy shadows, overexposed whites, um, you know, expressionist designs yep. and stuff, very much like that. You can see uh, Del Toro has... Pulled a lot from that, but also gone and put his own little weird, mm, horrific mm. twist on it. Now, uh, Del Toro is, of course, the guy who did Crimson Peak, which we watched a couple of oh, weeks yeah, ago. Yeah. So I feel like it's probably going to be very much in that style. Pan's Labyrinth, which we talked about last week. You said you had no interest in it. I said apparently it's very good. Well, it's very well known that it's a very good movie. Uh, someone did write in this week. I can't remember who it was. I think it was Tom uh, wrote in and he said... Uh, watch Pan's Labyrinth. I'll guarantee you'll enjoy it. Mm. So there you go. Yeah. So anyway, um, very, give it a go. Yeah, we do do have it. Just never got around to it. Mm. But yeah, that looks very good. Just visual and just looks very looks tense gorgeous. And, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. My only my only worry is there's so many movies that try to replicate the old classic film noir style, mm-hmm. and they just fall really. Flattened, yeah. like really short, flat in their face. But that looks very, very good. I don't think part of that's because it's not in black and white. Oh, yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah, classic, yeah. yeah. You know, it's all black and white. Mm. Yeah. And, then, and it's black and white. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, the really good thing stuff. Yeah. It's like um, Sin City. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Which is great. Mm. Um, I feel like you put that in black and white, it'll look great. And I, I reckon, I can't say for sure, but I know a lot of the time you hear about directors really try and push the studio to release the film in black and white, and the studio's like, no fucking way. Mm. Are we releasing that in black and white? It's going in colour because no one's going to see a black and white movie. Uh, but that look look great in black and white. Oh, yeah. Imagine that. It can, might you, be, can you strip the colour out of your telly when you're watching it? Of course you can. You can just turn down the... Um, uh, turn down the hue or something. Yeah. No, you turn down the I saturation. Know, I don't know whether the, whether the settings are in the TV or not. Yeah, if you, if you just turn down saturation, mm. it'll take all the colour out of your image. You can watch it in black and white. If you don't watch it on the there you computer, go. do it on there. Well, yeah. Um, but, yeah, there have been a few movies recently that they did release black and white versions of. Mad Max, Fury Road, yep. um, Wolverine, the last Wolverine film, Logan. Um, there's another one as well. I feel like one of the Batman, one of the... Justice League films or something was done in black and white. They did a black and white version. I can't remember. But, yeah, they might maybe end up doing that. That would be great. It's a special feature on the... Yeah, well, that's what I mean. These ones were released with, like, that additional disc that gave you the black and white version. Mm. Um, So, anyway, yeah, that looks great. That is coming from Disney as well, from their Searchlight Pictures uh, that opens on December 17th, 2021 in the USA. Here in Australia, we've got to wait an entire month until January 2022. We might be allowed back in cinemas by then. We might be. Very much might be, very hopefully. Mm. So that rounds out this edition of Trailer Trash, but holy shit, what's that? 
What's that? What's that? It's the breaking news. Ooh. Yes, I really have to shorten that. I think every week I gotta sh- just shorten that just down, just one, just gotta get rid of one of the just one of them Cut out, it off. and Cut it'll it off. be, it'll be short. Just chop it off. Well, get start rid- it in the middle. That's what I'm saying. Yep. Anyway, we got a little bit of news this week. Uh, while we were looking at videos, let's have a look at this. Now, I usually wouldn't talk about leaks stuff because studios do get a little bit annoyed when there's like even if you just talk about it mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, but. Jimmy Fallon raised this oh, on God. a platform that's watched by millions of people, so I'm happy to talk about it. Uh, there have been some alleged leaks online recently um, from Spider-Man No No Way Home. Of course, there's been all these rumours that Tobey Maguire is going to be there, Andrew Garfield's going to be there, going to get all the Spideys together. Mm. There have been some pictures, some videos and stuff that have been surfacing online. Unsure whether they're real or fake or whatever, we're not going to show it. That looks very authentic. The stuff that is floating around out there, most of it's been ripped off the internet, though. Um, but Jimmy Fallon was interviewing Andrew Garfield on the back of some other movie that he's he's doing at the moment that's just coming out. People are people have been saying um, trust. Uh, people have been saying that Andrew Garfield's got like two or three movies out this year, oh, and he's just been on the on the um, on the campaign trail. And people are just asking about Spider-Man. Everyone's like, this poor guy. <laughs> Meanwhile, Tobey Maguire is not doing anything and he's just sitting back at home just thinking, oh, thank God, it's not me. Anyway. Um, he's probably ho- thinking, sitting back thinking, geez, I wish it was me. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, let me find this video. So we're going to take a look at this. is um, um, Jimmy Fallon speaking to Andrew Garfield about the alleged leaks from Spider-Man. And tell me, what do you reckon? Is this Is this man telling the truth or is this man... Is this man having a, a, a big fib? Let's have a look. One, uh, there's a photo going around uh, on the internet of you and Tobey Maguire on the set of Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, the new Spider-Man movie. And, uh, and, and I was like, wow. I'm that- not sure about that. We are. We're pretty sure. We're pretty sure about it. So we know what's up. Do you know what's up? Are... <laughs> <laughs> what I'm telling you is, you're gonna be you're in the new Spider-Man No Way Home. Congratulations! Wait, what? Yes, congratulations! You're gonna be in it. Yeah, that's exciting, right? I had no idea. Like, <laughs> if I heard about it, and I did see it, and it's a Photoshop. We say no. I'm trying to manage expectations. You say no. Oh, you say no. Yeah. We're saying no. <laughs> He's it. Yeah, for sure. That's what I reckon. For sure. Yeah. He's the worst liar. <laughs> He's just, look at him. He's just so smug at first. He just looks like, oh, what are you talking about, man? What would you... Yeah. And then he goes on. He's like, oh, no, I don't know about this. This is, I haven't heard about this. What are you talking about? And then at the end, he does a complete 180 yeah. and goes, oh, I have heard about this. I've, I've seen it and it's yeah. Photoshop. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's him and Maguire are probably both in it. I'm sure they are. Like I've like right. been saying, Doc Ock, uh, the Green Goblin, yeah. um, uh, Electro, all played by mm. pardon me, another hiccup. All played by all their <laughs> original actors. You couldn't not do it without the original Spiders in there as well. Yeah, you'd have to. Definitely there. Yeah, definitely lying. Big liar. Big fat liar. So that movie was called Big Fat Liar. There you go. I don't know, was it? 
Yeah, there's a movie called Big Fat Liar. Oh, really? It's like a kid's movie, yeah, back in the day. So there you go. Anyway, I reckon I reckon he's in it. Yeah, so <laughs> For I. sure. All right, let's have a look at uh, a little bit of news that has come in this week. Um, Paramount. This is interesting. We've got about three bits of news here, which is kind of a little bit um, doom and gloom for the world of cinema as per. Mm-hmm. Paramount has swapped their CEO out. Uh, Jim Giannopoulos will be leaving Paramount. This is from the the Hollywood Reporter. Jim Giannopoulos will be leaving Paramount as chairman and CEO. Brian Robbins, who currently runs Kids Network Nickelodeon for parent company Viacom CBS, will take over. Uh, in June, when Viacom CBS restructured, restructured its exec ranks to prioritize streaming, Robbins was among the executives who were given green light power at Paramount Plus as content chiefs in their respective areas of focus. To The Hollywood Reporter, he outlined his strategy to lean into well-known franchises to reinvigorate Nickelodeon as a global brand for the streaming era. It's believed that Robbins is more attuned to the demands of the streaming age, with Paramount Plus becoming becoming the top priority for Viacom CBS. But Robbins' feature film work is primarily made up of modest, budgeted, cross-branded titles, remakes and comedies, and has yet to deal with A-list talent like Tom Cruise, John Krasinski as well as mega studio budgets. The thinking, one source says, is that Paramount, in general, the studio Paramount, will be scaling back on its theatrical tentpole productions to focus on titles that will service Paramount+. Plus. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? No more theatrical productions, or less of them. Mm. Well, we sort of thought that was going to head that way eventually, yeah. didn't we? Well, yeah. 12 months or so ago we were talking about it. Mm. Well, maybe 12 months or so ago. Because yeah. <laughs> we're already around for nearly a year now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Bit of a shame. Yeah. Well, they're going to keep theatres around. Put all their productions. It's the, the thinking one source says is that Paramount will be scaling back on theatrical tentpole productions to focus on titles that will service, service Paramount+. Plus. So essentially, it's like let's mm. forget about the theatrical stuff. Let's go to just streaming. That's where everyone stream. is. It's where the money is. So we've been talking about this is where the uh, where Hollywood's been headed for the last year, wow. and it's pretty sad to see. You spoke about it twelve months ago about the oh yeah, um, the um, seminar you're in. Oh yeah, I've spoken about it many you know? times, um, but yeah it's interesting to making actually literally making those moves now making those yep. first moves to be like all right let's restructure the company and paramount one of the big movie studios to be like yeah no you know allegedly yeah. again allegedly moving away from theatrical yeah. output to focus on their streaming service interesting it raises the question are we moving into an era where theatrical doesn't matter it's all mm. about streaming yeah as long as Disney keep putting stuff out to the cinemas, because they make all the good shit. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? <laughs> what if one one studio does it and they're successful? They, yeah, the domino they'll, all, they'll all move across. Uh, Disney's doing doing very successfully with Disney Plus at the moment, uh, but I couldn't imagine them dipping out of theatrical. But you've I already you've, so. you've already but, seen them having more success with certain things on Disney Plus that haven't been working for them at the cinemas. Mm. So yeah, they're going to focus a lot more stuff to go into Disney Plus and then they have big, a few big blockbusters every year and then everything else will go Disney Plus. If, also, again, begs the question, will 
a billion dollar movie is a thing of the past. This is thing people things well, people have been a, asking. That's now. a th- thought too, isn't it? Is are we moving to an age now where the money you make at the box office really doesn't matter? It's the eyes that you're getting on that streaming service mm. and the subscriptions you're getting. Yeah, well, I couldn't imagine there'd be like if you put out a like if Black Widow went to cinemas mm. purely to cinemas, yeah. not to streaming as well. Mm. How much has that made? I don't know at this point. So that would have been a billion dollar film. It would have been. Yeah. Not in pandemic times. No, that's right. Yeah. Um, but even so, if it went out, if we're non-pandemic mm. anyway, yeah, and it went out the way it did, mm. it still wouldn't have made a billion dollars at the box office because people would have been watching it at home anyway. Well, that's what I. That's what this is what I mean. I mean, we're beyond that days yeah. now. The Hollywood slipped into this era where people now are expecting day and date releases mm. or at least, you know, some of these studios are going, we'll put it in cinemas for 45 days and then it goes straight to streaming. So this is an era now. I think this is something we're not going back from now. No, I don't think so. So I feel like a billion dollar movies is going to be something that's probably not going to happen again. But you should have wonder whether, like, a, you know, like with Black Widow, I mean, mm. if that went purely cinemas would be a billion dollars. Yeah. Have they, are they going to make that much money? Just going streaming. You never know. You don't know. They don't release those. I wouldn't imagine you'd make a billion dollars in subscriptions. Because when you think about it, if for argument's sake, Disney got 10 million mm. subscribers, right? Yeah. And they're paying a subscription mm-hmm. and they put a film out, well, they're going to see that for free on the streaming service. Yeah. Eventually. Like it might come out initially as a, as a pay-per-view type thing. Yeah. But eventually it'll be free and you'll be able to watch it on their streaming service. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. But if it went to cinemas, they'd make that money. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. We're not in that era now. Stan, don't I even know. think about what ifs. It's like this is where we are now. Yes, that movie would make a yeah. billion dollars in normal times, but we're not there now. We're at this era yeah, where we completely moved on. What I'm saying is that I don't see how it makes sense that it's just going streaming unless they're making that sort of money back. I don't know, who knows? As long as they cover because the budget. You, because if you've got 10 million subscribers, mm-hmm. you might get, say, say another million for one particular movie. Yeah. Well, what's the subscription? Eight bucks a month? Uh, month Ten dollars, Ten bucks a month? Well, that's only $10 million as opposed to a billion. Well, the Black Widow, as of August 21st this year, only grossed $125 million on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. But that then begs the thing. If this is what the studios are doing, the studios will just start slashing budgets. Yep. Making second-rate content simple. again. Yeah, they'll start slashing budgets, and there'll no longer be this benchmark of we're going to make this much money. It's going to be about how many eyes can we get on Disney Plus, how many subscribers can we mm, get, and mm. how much can we flog off for premier access plus your subscription fee, all that shit. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to take a look at that, but um, there is something right here, or actually a couple of stories down that will kind of link into that. Yep. But this story here, um, we've got. Um, well, actually, no, we can talk about that. Actually, Dune, talk about that movie Dune yep. that's coming out. Um, Warner Brothers have actually said to the director, because the director, uh, Denis Villeneuve, wants to make a sequel. And he's been worried, I'm not going to get to make that sequel because people aren't going to go to the cinema to see this. Mm. Disney, you know, HBO is putting it on HBO Max. Warner Brothers have told him that a sequel will happen if HBO Max performance is really strong even if the box office uh, results are diminished because of the pandemic. Ties right in, doesn't it? Yeah. Wow. 
Mm. We'll come back. Yeah, we're definitely heading that way. Yeah, it's pretty sad. So we'll we'll double back to that to Dune in a minute. We'll just a little bit to talk about with that. But in the meantime, Christopher Nolan, is he shopped his movie off? Oh, he did. Yeah, he got it off. He apparently um, had this massive meeting at his home at his ranch. He owns this multi-million dollar ranch that he owns out in Hollywood Hills. Mm-hmm. Um, Universal came out. Uh, uh, Apple came out. Paramount, Sony all came out and listened to him. Um, there's no confirmation on apparently Warner Brothers. He was actually still in discussions with Warner Brothers, uh, but has decided to go with Universal Studios. Not Warner. Universal, no. Oh, wonder Universal why. Pictures. <laughs> Um, so he's taking the movie to Universal. This is, of course, the movie about Robert Oppenheimer, the inventor, the and the invention of the atomic bomb. Um, the Hollywood Reporter says it wasn't a negotiation; it was rather a once in a generation opportunity to establish a relationship with one of the most successful and acclaimed filmmakers of the twenty first century. He laid it out in his own terms. He said, yep. "This is not. I'm not negotiating. This is what I want, and you either give it to me or." See you later. (laughs) Exactly right. Now, Hollywood Reporter continues to go, the project is meant to be a smaller scale feature film for Nolan, which in his case meant a production budget of around $100 and an equal marketing spend, according to sources. He asked for total creative control, 20% of of first dollar gross, and a blackout period from the studio wherein the company would not release another movie three weeks before or three weeks after his release, and he asked for what insiders say was around a 100-day theatrical window. Mm. Some sources have said the number was 110 days, while one person is saying it was 130 days. These were, in fact, many of the conditions that Nolan was accustomed to enjoying over at Warner Brothers. So there you go. Mm, so apparently, right. again, Apple and Paramount and Sony were in contention. Paramount apparently dipped out very early. Um, Apple couldn't give him what he wanted. They said, no, we can't agree to those terms. Um, And Sony was apparently very accommodating with his uh, requests, but apparently Universal would just flat out, yes, we will do whatever you want us to do. Yeah. Um, So he's gone with Universal. Apparently he's built a a relationship with the CEO or someone who's like Mm. very high Universal. He's been quite clicky with that uh, that guy for a number of years. So... It's a big, uh, big middle finger up to Warner Brothers, isn't it? Know, or Universal. Yeah. yeah. Stick that in, yeah. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> exactly what that was. Yeah, so that then ties into Dune. Yeah. Warner's going, yeah, we'll let you make a second one if it performs well on HBO. They'll let you make a second one no yep. matter what. Yeah. Because they don't want to lose another one of these guys. Nah, it's all right. Denis Villeneuve is the closest thing they have to a Christopher Nolan now, visionary mm. or to a filmmaker. Yeah. They don't want to, they, A, they don't want to piss off another one of these all to uh, uh, artists, yep, um, and they don't want to lose. They just generally well, don't no, want to lose another to, filmmaker they, really? like that. Yeah, can't afford to lose too many. No, <laughs> um, not not to that sort of level. No, exactly right. So, um, but good on Universal. I mean, they've obviously thought, oh, just whatever he wants, just give it to him. Just give it to him. Yeah. And even if, even if uh, who was it? Apple, on Apple yeah. was who was the other one? Sony. Yeah. If they were prepared to do it, mm. Universal had just obviously stepped in there straight away yeah. and been the first thing. Yep, we'll yeah. give you whatever you want. Yeah. And it, obviously, with Nolan's prior relationship with whoever's do, well, yeah, whoever it is right. at Universal, there's that trust there already and yeah. that that relationship. That'd be the hardest thing to, is to build that trust. Yeah. Gosh, so there you go. Oh, he's, over, good on him. he's over at Universal now. Yeah, good on him. It's pretty good. Um, yeah. Now, Warners have always been known as the filmmaker's studio. 
they've always been very accommodating with their floor mm. makers, whether it's Nolan or Clint Eastwood or you know whoever's over there. They've always been very well known to look after their filmmakers and let them have um, you know that kind of artistic control yep. that their artists need. Um, but obviously with this whole streaming thing, they dumped everything on HBO Max without even telling the filmmakers and stuff. It's just really rubbed everyone up, yeah. up the wrong way. Um, so Wouldn't be surprised to see more walk. Well, yeah, exactly right. You know, there's a lot of them who are apparently very, very pissed off with them over it. Mm. Um, but, yeah, so so there you go. Uh, obviously Warner Brothers doesn't want to piss off another one and they've got uh, D- uh, Denis Villeneuve there and um, – they're going to let him make Dune 2, no matter what. They're just like, just let him make the movie. Just let him oh, make, yeah. make the movie. Uh, there you go. Talking of uh, Denis Villeneuve, he uh, has said something that's very quite controversial online this morning. He's another one of these filmmakers who's come out taking swings at Marvel. <laughs> just another <laughs> he, one. He was asked, uh, this is from IGN. IGN wrote, this. it's been reported for all, all the sources, but this the, the one that I put up here was from IGN. Speaking with the Spanish newspaper El Mundo, uh, Villeneuve was asked about the process of making artistic films on a big budget, which Villeneuve said is certainly doable, like in the case of Christopher Nolan or Alfonso Cuaron. Uh, this led to Martin Scorsese's comments on Marvel movies and how the director has been critical of Marvel movies in the past. In a quote, IGN independently translated, I believe... Um, I. I, it was a, a foreign language. The interview, I think, it might have been French, Spanish newspaper though. Maybe it was maybe it was in Spanish. I'm not too sure. Uh, but Villeneuve uh, seems uh, seemingly agreed with Scorsese, saying perhaps the problem is there are too many Marvel films that are nothing more than a cut and paste of others. Maybe these types <laughs> of movies have turned us a little bit into zombies. Oh, uh, he's added. Nowadays, there are a lot of big and expensive movies that have a lot of value. I don't feel capable of being completely pessimistic. <laughs> uh, he did, however, praise Marvel's hiring of Chloe Zhao uh, for the Eternals as genius in a separate interview, saying that it's, it's completely different to what they normally do. Yeah. It's a genius move to go and oh, I don't know, what do you make of, of that? <laughs> it's just a bit of a slap, isn't it? It is a bit. Obviously, people are getting riled oh, up online. That's his opinion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good luck to him. Yeah, Everyone's entitled to their opinion and... If he doesn't like Marvel films or yeah. DC films or whatever, well, good luck to him. Yeah, exactly. You know, not my. It's uh, not it's my of course problem. caused a massive stir online. People are getting very worked up about it. Um, I don't care. People realise <laughs> it's care. an opinion. You know? Yeah, exactly right. As um, I say, opinions like assholes. Everybody's got one. Yeah, you know? it spawned all kinds of debates online and stuff about what is the definition of art and what movies can be considered art and all this shit. And I just, I was in a bit of a, I don't know, got a bit of an argument with with a couple of people earlier this morning on Twitter over the whole thing, and they're saying, "Well, where I get?" I'm like, "Mike, my, my, someone jumped on and was like." said something like, well, Marvel movies aren't art. They are commercials. They are commercialist and you can't compare commercial. I'm like, hang on a minute. All, anything creative, anything that's used a creative person to use their creative powers and their artistic um, intuition, their artistic um, uh, skills to make something is art. Yeah, exactly Whether right. that is Dune, whether it's an auteur film, it's the Marvel, a Marvel film, a fucking commercial for McDonald's if you want to talk about commercialism, yeah. a cat video on YouTube that someone's put some funny music on. It's art. It's if all you've expressionist. used an artist there, exactly right. If you want to use like that literal term of art, yeah. it's all art someone's using. And to 
discredit, I'm not saying uh, Villeneuve is saying this because he's not, but other people are turning it into something that it's really not. Yeah, People just blow these things up and it spawns this whole other thing. But my thing is like, if you're an artist doing this thing, it's, it's art. And then people take these things and they twist it and they go, oh, yes, he's saying these aren't, you know, it's just. It's, 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 how can I explain it? My, my view is that it's, um, it's art for entertainment. Yeah. As opposed to art for art. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, for argument's sake, you're looking at, um, if you're looking at a, uh, a Picasso or a, mm. or a, um, what's his name? Claude Bonnet or something yeah, yeah. like that. That's art. Yeah. But if you look at something by, let's say, uh, Warhol, mm. is that art for entertainment? Oh, yeah. But same, sort still, of thing, same sort of thing. I get but it. It's I get still it. art. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Right? Want people, but a lot of people just take things um, to the next level. Yeah. Where they, the only definition of art is the latest Martin Scorsese film or. Denny Villeneuve film. Oh, it's all, it's just art and nothing else is art. It's all art, but there's a different variation of what art can be used for, what it can be used to express, how it's presented. Um, It's all art, though. If you use a creative, and the thing that riles me up about it is that you're not just dragging down the work, you're dragging down the people who put the, Put you know, their blood, sweat, yeah. tears, and skills and effort into into the films. Yeah, you got people working three, four years on some of these movies, and you go, "Yes, no, that's not mm. art. It is art, but it's just yeah, you know." Well, you, just, you know my view on art films and exactly stuff like right. that. Like, yeah. um, I'm not a huge fan because I, I've all, my view is that film films are for entertainment. Mm. Well, if somebody wants to make an artistic film mm. to please themselves mm. and hope other people get enjoyment, well, good luck to them. Mm. But first and foremost. I think that film mm. is there for entertainment. Yeah, well, it can be used for. You know? I, look, it can be used for many things, and uh, I, th- I feel like it's whatever you, as the viewer, uh, the appreciator, or whatever, wants to get out of it. In, get out of exactly it. right. If you want art for entertainment, that's great. If this other guy wants art to uh, want the film, the art for art's sake, then whatever. But yeah, at exactly the end right. of the day, if you take that literal expression of art. Mm. It's all art. Exactly right. And to say that's not art, you're not denigrating the film, denigrating the people who spent three or four years making it, brainstorming the ideas, mm. making the visual effects. You'll probably find the people who did the visual effects on Marvel films were doing the visual exactly effects on right. Dune. Yep. Because most of these studios don't have huge VFX teams. They outsource it to smaller smaller production smaller companies. Production companies. Yeah. There's, a, there's a few in Melbourne. There's a few in Sydney yep. that do a lot of the Marvel stuff. And we're probably hired to do Dune as well. It's probably the same people. Yeah, that's right. Working on these movies. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the, I don't know. It's like you saying that the person who worked on Dune didn't put as much love and care and skill into it as the person who made Guardians of the Galaxy or the Avengers. That's right. They put their same amount of effort into it for a different end Mm. game. Pardon the pun. Um, But it's like... You spend a life in advertising. You still do advertising. Yep. I worked in the advertising for about 10 years or so. And you can't say that even though we were doing stuff for magazines and you know, catalogs, junk, catalogs and junk, junk mail, mail and stuff, the people who put the work, whether it's the photographer, the yep. stylists, anyone working on the shoot, put their all into those to make it the best product that they could. Yeah, And you can't say that these people worked less than the people who made a, f- a feature film. Yeah. So it's just a different exactly thing. Right. So anyway, this I'm right. glad you brought that because I was going to bring that up anyway yeah. because it's, okay. it's you know, like what 
you know, I mm. did for a living or we did for a living, mm. um, and I still, I still do, mm. um, is pure commercialism at its finest. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But the effort I put in mm. to, to create that mm. is an artistic process. Yeah, exactly right. You're right. creating an art. You're it's creating the same, an art It's the piece. same as if I was out doing landscapes mm. for art's sake. Yeah. Or shooting whatever Yeah. as a piece of art. Mm. I put the same amount of yeah. effort into it. I use the same skills. Um, and the, the, the whole process is mm. all the same. It doesn't yeah. matter whether you're shooting for art or whether you're shooting a commercial mm. I- image. Same thing. Yeah. So if you've got a commercial film or you've got an artistic film or a documentary or yeah. whatever – the same effort mm. goes into it. The same skill right. go into yep. it. Yep. So you know. that's just it. Just feels like in this day and age again, we talk about how we're moving into this era where it's so streaming. People aren't appreciating the content. It's content. People aren't appreciating right. the art that they're being given. Yeah. They give me my content now. Give me this, and the way they just—it's so easy to just be so flippant of the people who are behind these. And things. I wonder, wonder if that, if that content label yeah. gets in that way. Of course it does. Because, you know, you can you can go out with your, you know, with your mobile phone and mm. you know, and, and do a thirty second TikTok thing and yeah. and put it up straight away. Yeah. And someone someone's gonna call that art. Yeah. Well it's not not art. Yeah. But that's, that's, you know, that's like, what my, what I'm saying. Yeah. And that's what I'm using it as 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 an example. Yep, exactly. Someone will go, that's not art, but someone has put some sort of creative yeah, effort that's into right. producing that piece, even yeah. if it's like a 10-second TikTok. They've gone through some sort of creative yep. artistic process to make that piece of well, it's essentially a piece of art. Yeah, exactly right. You know, so that's that's my sense. And I just feel like it annoys me because it people can be so flippant of artists and the work they're doing to get this stuff out there. Yeah. And like it's why when I review a movie, I can't fucking rail on the thing. Even if I really didn't like it, like Cinderella, the Amazon movie, mm. it was a dreadful movie, but I can't sit there and tear it down because I know there have been people out people there who put their, effort put their best it. effort in. Yeah. And some people will come at it, in fact, one of the people I was arguing with, who I believe is actually a patron of the channel, um, came at me and was saying, but, you know, Disney is, um, you know, you talk about Disney and stuff and they're very um, um, conglomerate and they don't even look at their own work as art. It's all IP-based and stuff. That's a different con- concept, though. Yeah. You know, however they're treating the content is one thing, but the work that goes into that content and yeah, artwork exactly right. is a completely different thing. Yeah. Um, and it's just, again, it's so so flippant. And then there's this other argument, which is, but these artists aren't making enough money. They're under oppressive situations and stuff. It doesn't matter. Artists have never made money. <laughs> exactly right. Go right through history. <laughs> exactly you right. You look at somebody like Mozart, yeah. who was yeah. a musical artist. Yeah, he wouldn't have made any money. He was bankrupt All he, these, All these died. artists, all these great painters you know? never made money in their Monet lifetime. Monet was yeah. another one. Oh, Monet's a bit different. He, he had a little bit of money. Well, but a lot of these people were broke yeah, most of their life. Exactly Walt right. Walt Disney was broke most of his life yeah. because he kept throwing all his money back into his films. Yeah. So anyway, that's not my argument. My argument's not about whether these movies are good or bad or fucking whatever you think about them. I don't give a shit. Have your own opinions, great. But don't denigrate the people who make the stuff for no, the sake right. of you going, oh, that's not that. This thing's better here. That get rid of that. That doesn't matter anymore. Mm. You can rag uh, on the storyline yeah. and shit like that, but mm. because if it's a bad film, but yeah. but the people that work on them, don't, as you said, don't drag down the the, the, yeah. the artwork that's come out of the yeah. finished thing as lesser than. Um, but yeah, but like if 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 these artists are working under oppressive conditions or whatever you want to say, you're not making much money or whatever. 
I mean, where we were working, that wasn't a great environment some of the time. No, but exactly you still right. did the work and you still used yep. your your energy and your artistic yep. prowess to get yeah. the job done. Because I mean, at the end at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what I was producing or what I'm still what I still produce mm. occasionally. Um, it's your reputation. Oh yeah, exactly. At the end right. of the yeah, day, yeah, yeah, right. So you're like with with the people that make whatever film or documentary or whatever they're making. They put their heart and soul into it, mm-hmm. just like I do when I go and yeah. shoot some crappy bloody product for <laughs> some third-rate <laughs> retailer. Yeah. Um, not that I'm saying any of the ones yeah, I no. shoot for yeah. now or in the past, yeah. third-rate. Um, uh, what, was, what was I saying? Yeah, so um, you still put that same effort yeah. in. And you still know that you're – particularly with film mm. – you're only as good as the last one you made exactly. and the last job you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I was to go into a client and I was to pro- produce some, some really nice work for them and I thought, oh, fantastic, we'll send more work his way and I keep getting more work and then one particular job doesn't go well, mm. then I lose that client straight yeah. away because that last job I did was shit and they can't trust you anymore. Yeah. Although That's you've right. done 50, 50 in the past that were, you know, top yeah. notch. And then you got no work. It's the same thing. That's then right. you got no money. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, so they will put their effort into it. Exactly right. I just I feel like it's like don't just think about what you're saying. I know yeah, it's so exactly. e- I know it's so easy, but there's hundreds of people putting their everything into these movies day after day, year after year, trying to put out something for you to enjoy, and whether that's to enjoy for some entertainment or to enjoy as an artistic piece. Don't get don't blur that line between the meaning of art because whatever you've used, anything you've used to put out there as a creative piece of work to use your skills your talent is art and unfortunately even this podcast is is art in its own way oh, might, be a stretch of <laughs> might be a little bit of a stretch i think though at that we i reckon this show's almost an hour two and a half hours wow so yeah. let's cap it off without any questions today i think, I think we'll we're just to, gonna yeah. close it off uh thank you everybody let me just make sure i'm on the right thing here there we go. Beautiful. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, particularly that last chunk I didn't mean to go on for that long, but it did anyway. <laughs> hey, it's the 50th show. Well, it's, it's something we're passionate hours. about. Exactly right. And we'll have to get it out there. Yep. And it's 50 shows. We're allowed to go a little bit over time. Look, uh, that is all we have time for today. Thank you for listening. The podcast does go out every single Monday on all the podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. The visual element is available on YouTube two days earlier on the Saturday to patron supporters. You can head over to patreon.com forward slash Dave Lee Down Under. Don't forget the podcasts are on their own separate channel, so head over there and subscribe to that as well. Uh, you can find me on YouTube at Dave Lee Down Under, over on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, there's links in the description of every podcast. Uh, for everything, for all of that. If you want to write into the show, you can shoot an email to davelypondagema.com. If you're listening on podcast platforms, please leave a review and a rating. Only good ones. The good ones help. Thank you so much. Add one time. YouTube preview last week, just a bunch of cartoon news. That's all I got out last week. Some new Looney Tunes stuff, some Tom and Jerry news, all that kind of shit. I did a video on the Random Space Media uh, DreamWorks collections if you want to get a better look at them again you can go over to randomspacemedia.com and use Dream15 for 15% off those I did a great coll- uh, collaboration oh jeez hiccups again great collaboration with Lydia from The Simpsons Theory um, a few weeks back if you haven't checked that one out go and head to her channel check out The Evolution of Duffman I did that one that was fantastic <laughs> this week um, 
nothing huge this week. I'm working on my next evolution video. I'm very excited about this. I'm preparing for it to flop because it's not a cartoon evolution this month. Next month's not going to be a cartoon mm. evolution. It's a pop culture evolution. Um, I'm very excited to do it. It's just something that I just I felt passionate to do a video about this. And it's going to go out there. We're going to see how it goes. I'll probably announce it during the week. Um, at that, we're going to close this out. Thanks to old mate Rick for joining me once again. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, everybody out there for listening. We'll see you next time. Take it easy. See you guys. See you Take later. Stay safe.